Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to podcastjuice.net. This is the Michael Dean Show. My name is Michael Dean, and uh, we are here today. I am joined by Mr. Ant Pooh. Sir, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm in that uh, end-of-year vacation mode, and I'm going to take full advantage of it. All right. Love it. And uh, if you are listening to this, uh, we are recording this. It's, it's uh, like we got one more week till Christmas. So we're in holiday mode. It's 2019. And we are here once again to talk about some Star Wars. It's like every time this year, the last couple of years, we've been doing a special, our Star Wars show review. And to, uh, this year is no exception. Uh, we are, of course, talking about the rise of Skywalker. Uh, it's the new Star Wars movie. And y'all know me. I am a big Star Wars fan. Uh, you know, my son's name is Lucas. Uh, my da- my youngest daughter, her middle name is Leia. Uh, and I think my first daughter, I, don't, I can't remember. She doesn't have any Star Wars in her name. But anyway, so you so you see, I'm I'm I'm, I'm predisposed a- <laughs> to Kate. Okay, I'm I'm about to get out of pocket. I I, I know where you're going. You know, watch yourself, like <laughs> no. I'm just saying. You, uh, I I can't wait for that discussion with Gracie when she be like, "My dude, really, Leia?" That's, and I'll be like, "That's right." <laughs> we'll see if I if I show them right. They'll know they've been watching these movies ever since they've been alive. So it's second nature to them. I I, I hope you record that conversation because I want to see how that goes. Hey, well, my son Lucas, you know what I'm saying. But anyway. <laughs> I didn't, name, I, I didn't give them some embarrassing. What would you, would you have rather me call them Janiqua? Oh, uh, here oh, you go. See there, thank you. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> Why it couldn't have been uh, Shuri? Shuri? There you go. Who the fuck Why could have been Shuri? Shuri, a Black Panther sister. What has she done? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, man. anyway, I like, is the force strong with her? Hey, man, you know, I, 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 I give it up. No, nah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just playing with you. I'm you just know, playing. The visionary of Lucas. Yeah, I know. I, I, again, uh, call it what you want. Uh, I, I am predisposed to cape for Star Wars. Um, I'd be the first person. They ain't that bad, and you know. So I listen. <laughs> My dude, dude, I can't cade on you. I'm a pro wrestling fan. Can you imagine okay. the freaking caping I've had to do in the 30 plus years? And <laughs> WWE, like, oh, man, yeah, yeah, I know. But WrestleMania. <laughs> you know, so, you know, as I would say to Q, this is my Bill Maher. Jokes. <laughs> jokes. Joke, 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 joke. All right. But anyway, let's get this thing started. So, Rise of Skywalker and Pooh, actually, we're going to give you the honors to uh, start this thing off. So what's your what's your review of this movie? Uh, thank you, sir. Um, when I walked out of the theater, I took my 19 year old daughter with me. <clears throat> this was her second Star Wars film. She thought it was great. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Me, on the other hand, I thought it was great. Uh, I'm sorry, not great. Good. I give it a three out of five. I really enjoyed the film. I thought, you know, it started, in my opinion, balls to the walls. I started out with action. Kylo Ren f- fucking up shit with that lightsaber. I was like, okay, now people can leave that that hilt alone, the little the, the crossbar. I see he was just messing up people with it. I thought the story for the, I think with the hour 10 mark, I was really engaged with it up until 
the uh, the lightsaber fight between Kylo Ren and uh, Ray, and then at that point, after that, it he, JJ had to go JJ. He uh, relied on the stuff that came before him. This the film in my opinion, is very beautiful. You cannot take that away from J.J. J.J. is like, Zach, he can make a beautiful looking film. The shot where those TIE fighters came, like they came down and into that cavern at the beginning uh, where uh, Poe and Finn got the uh, the message from the spy. I was like, God damn, that is breathtaking. Um, I feel like he, he did some of the older characters right. Uh, Lando and Leia, they definitely, Leia definitely got her send off. If you are a fan of the original trilogy and more so Carrie Fisher, you got to see Princess Leia, General Leia, Queen Leia, Jedi Master Leia. Yes, she's a Jedi Master. Well, I don't know if she's a Master. Jedi Knight Leia. Done right and a good send off. Luke, yeah, um, we're going to get into that because they, they did our boy wrong. But just overall, I thought it was a really good film, but a severely flawed film that I'm sure we are going to rip apart. But that doesn't (laughs) take away from the fact that it's very enjoyable. And I think to some degree with the characters like Leia and Ray and Poe, they did right by them. All right. All right. You said you gave it how many stars? Three three out of five. Three out of five. Okay. I rarely give five, so you get three. That's good. So, you know, I do a, a system now where I call it Marlins. You know, how many Marlins you get? So I'm going to tell you all what I'm going to give it off the top first, and then I'll give an explanation. And remember, I love Star Wars. Uh, I'll cape for Star Wars in most cases. But this movie, and I was highly anticipating to watch this. I'm going to say this right now. I give this movie Rise of Skywalker... Two and a half Marlins out of five. Now, I will say this, and I agree with you. The movie looks beautiful, uh, but that would be a that would be like me saying water is wet. All Star Wars <laughs> movies look beautiful. They all have the dope special effects. This is the company that. It's made by ILM, which is in the top effects companies in the world. They own that shit. So, of course, it's going to look fabulous. Um, There was a lot of action in this movie. (laughs) Uh, But here's my core issue with this movie. This movie is the third movie in the franchise of the sequel trilogy of Star Wars movies. It's episode nine. And it is also tasked with being the last of the Skywalker saga. So it's actually also the end of all nine movies in this franchise. And that is where the problems begin to me. Because one, uh, this movie is, here's how I would say this movie. This movie is Infinity War and Endgame in one movie. And that's a hard pill to swallow because each one of those movies I described are already packed with stuff. So imagine trying to pack all of that into one film. Uh, It's impossible unless you're doing The Irishman or something. And I don't think we were going to sit there for three and a half hours and watch some Star Wars movies. There's really no way to tell a story 
in a, in a, in a good way under those type of constraints and under such convoluted stuff going on. And uh, so the movie to me, uh, as it plays out is a mess, but it is a mess that I enjoy watching because I enjoy the world of star Wars. And again, visually it looks cool. And some of the action parts are good. Like, I mean, you know, I, I enjoy it. I enjoyed this movie as as much as I enjoyed Justice League, the, the, the you know the DC movie. That movie was a mess, but me personally, it looked great to me. There are parts in that movie that I still watch over and over. I can't watch the whole movie because it's ridiculous, but there are parts in there that are great to me. You know, even if I know the whole thing doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense, and I can tell it's butchered, it looked great. And I do take enjoyment watching some of the fighting scenes. And I, I like the characters. They're not necessarily developed, but I like them. And they're cool in some of the parts of the movie. And I feel the same way about this movie. It, is exact, it plays the exact same way to me. Um, it's going to be interesting to me that for the same fuckery that people would hold Justice League to, and some would see even Batman v Superman, this movie does the exact same things, but because, and I'm saying I want them, because the cape is a little tighter <laughs> and, it's an, and it's an older cape and I grew up with it, I'll, you sort of will give it a pass on some of these short givings that any other movie, they would ravage. <laughs> so this movie, people are going to go see it anyway. Those other movies I mentioned, they won't go see it. And maybe because they didn't earn that, but that's neither here nor there. The other thing that was interesting about this movie, and, and I only say this because I compared it earlier, the same man who wrote Batman v Superman and Justice League wrote this movie. Now, you got to ask yourself, how does a guy like that, you know, I think it's Chris Terrio, how does he get in work? And you got to ask yourself, why would Disney and Lucasfilms hire a guy who, for some people, has written some of the worst superhero movies of all time. Why would they give him the keys to the Star Wars franchise? <laughs> Does that make any sense to you? Uh, that's another podcast. I'm very curious why that guy gets to write top tier biggest franchises of all time when he just has some would say flop after flop. Critical, you know. Well, it, it's weird, isn't it? I'm sorry to, to, to cut cut you off. I think it's. I'm looking at his uh, his bona fides. It looked like he clicked in. He did Argo, which yes. got him an award for a best adapted screenplay. So, you know, right there, that gets him stuff. To, <clears throat> and I, so, I mean, I think he has the Ben Affleck connection. <clears throat> I'm sorry. He has the Ben Affleck connection, which I believe Ben Affleck did some work on uh, BV Superman, and that's his boy. And now he's got the bad robot J.J. Abrams connection. And I, I, I know he's clicked in, but the thing is, how much is clicked in versus it's shitty every time? Like, what, what's going on? Um, it's just interesting to me. Now, going back to the movie, uh, I'm just giving my thoughts on it. Uh, I walked away from it disappointed because a lot of the things that they throw at you in this movie, they, you just don't have enough time to get the impact of things so there isn't much impact at least they weren't for me 
there's a lot of cool things that are sort of introduced in this. I'm not going to lie, you know, but I just feel like it is going at such a breakneck speed that none of it resonates. It, it, before you can even sort of process what you just saw, boom, here comes another thing. And I'm like, okay, and you start to forget what just happened. And now you got to focus on this one. And then boom, it goes into the, And I'm just like, why, why did they do this? I don't understand why they're trying to jam so much into this. Uh, it is, it's, again, it's going too fast. Um, I wonder, and I, and I, and again, these people are not stupid. You know, they're dealing with a big budget. A lot of their jobs and some of the parts of this company or rely on the success of these bigger movies, particularly Star Wars. They spent billions of dollars to buy this franchise, so they're not, you know, it's not like it doesn't matter to them. It matters heavily to them. And I know they knew when they put this movie out that it's on some fuckery. But they did it anyway. Like, when they watched this movie, you, you can't tell me they weren't like, yo, this shit is, is going a mile a minute. Like, what the? And they had to just say, like, you know what? So what? <laughs> We got to put it out. Damn that. Get that bag. Yeah, we, we're getting the bag. We have too much on the line here. We don't have time to make the right movie. This is, it is what it is. I actually have a problem with that because, again, this is Star Wars. Uh, it's as a legacy. You have to have some respect of storytelling, and you have to have some respect of your audience. Uh. And you got to want to care. And I think they're so focused on the bag. And it, it just really shows in this movie. And I'll say this too. It starts because it started with Rogue One. I'll tell you what I mean. That scene in Rogue One at the end where Darth Vader does his thing. It's a dope scene. We all, oh, yeah, yeah. See, that scene was a green light to them. Like, oh, they like that fan service? Okay. And this movie is that scene times a thousand. And that's why I, I was always saying, yeah, I, I know why you like Rogue One, yeah, yeah, but that shit is corny. It's, they're pandering to you. And it has nothing to really do with the story. But because they did that and it has such a, an effect, I feel like they just, that's, that's all this movie does. Every scene is a callback to something or there's so many nods and winks and hints almost slap them in your face to other parts of the saga that to me as a person who was a big fan of it, it got to the point where I was like, uh, uh, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, Han Solo's back. Okay. And then Han goes, I know. I was like, ah, shut up. Like, ah, come on, man. So to me, it just became too much like ramming it down your throat, wink, wink. And I don't want to see that in, in a core Star Wars movie. Eh, it just became too much. So to me, I felt like, man, even as a fan, they know I'm watching this. They're making it toward me, but they're trying to ram it. They're using that in the place of actually making a good movie and having a solid story. They're just trying to ram it all down your throat. Uh, and that's where the movie it starts to lose me, man. Like I said, I, I like the look of it. There's cool parts in it, but it's just too much. The story is, is too much going on. Um, this is another one of these movies that uh, has been probably made by committee. Um, this is not directed by the original director they had in place for this movie. 
obviously it shows because this shit is all over the place. Uh, this is supposed to be a sequel to the last Star Wars movie. This movie actually low key, high key shits on that movie and almost sort of tries to rewrite shit or leave shit out of the narrative. That's you, you can't do that if you're trying to write. It's supposed to be a, a, a trilogy. You can't be petty and. <laughs> In the third movie toward the second movie, <laughs> it doesn't play right. You know, saying like you have to keep that behind the scenes. But when you start putting that in the, the movie, for me as the fan, it looks like this just infighting or so, like what the fuck is going? It's not entertaining to me. I was whether I like that movie or not, The Last Jedi, that was the last movie. And that's the story you're telling. So you have to deal with that. This movie is almost as if um they were like, well, that last movie doesn't even count. And barely the movie before that even counts. We're just going to start all over again. I felt like each one of the, the Last Jedi and this movie, they just decided we're just starting over from scratch. Fuck it. Like, and I'm like, why are we watching? There shouldn't be even connected movies. And just like, what's the point of it? And that's, this one really felt like that. Even when you just see the first crawl. Palpatine is back and it's like okay you're shooting for the fences <laughs> uh, we're here cool make it make sense to me and it, they don't make it make I just don't feel like they made it made any sense to me um, I'm gonna watch this movie again cause I know there was so much going on I probably missed things and now that I just can leave my expectations I can just settle in to watch it for what it is but with all that said this movie was a mess to me, uh, and I wanted to love it, but I just, I liked it. Um, but we'll get into to the actual points here. But yeah, right. that's, that's my, yeah, two and a half Marlins, man, for, as, as it stands for today. Okay, so <clears throat> when I walked out of the theater, I was like, damn, bad robot. They, they redeemed himself in my eyes this year. Um, Watchmen, props. That that show is phenomenal. I was like, Star Wars, okay, they brought it back from some of the, um, in my opinion, questionable decision making in The Last Jedi. But then as I got to really, you know, absorbing everything and talking and and started finding some of the nitpicks, I was like, damn, yeah, um, that's not good. I mean, we can start from the beginning. Palpatine's back. I have to go. I got, I got to go out and uh, spank JJ. Like, why are you? I thought it was cool when they announced it at, you know, Star Wars Day. But why are you going to that well? And then on top of that, you're not explaining how he got back. Something. And even further than that, I'm sitting here like lost. Okay, so Palpatine is damn near in a wheelchair, like Stephen Hawking, in my opinion. <laughs> he was. But apparent, so apparently... He can control clones and put project his project different voices in uh, Kylo Ren. He's like, I was every voice in your head. And I'm thinking like, well, then why the fuck are you in the wheelchair then, homie? Why do you need uh, Ray to come here and now be the new Sith? If you could do all that. So I was just like, you, 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 you're losing me there. JJ, come on. You got to you, you, you think these things through. Yeah, what was the point of creating? And you saw right away that Snoke was a clone, right? And I'm like, okay, well, 
So you made Snoke for what? To make the first order? And then you just made the, the, the final order? Like, what was the point? of the, You didn't need to do that then. Because my thing is, it's like, you're powerful enough to be controlling a sentient clone, even doing force abilities. And so my, my assumption is he was running Snoke. So if he was able to do that and then use the force ability, I'm like, why are you hiding behind the scenes? You should be out there like, yeah, they thought they, they, thought they got rid of me, but ha, I'm back, nigga. Like, I don't know. Like, that, that, that just befuddled me. Yeah, I mean, well, again, uh, these are things that would have probably worked best as being in the last movie or if they're going to set this up. They just basically tell you this in the scroll. Uh, again, you don't tell me and not show me. It's a, it's a hard pill to swallow at the very beginning. But again, you just have to just say, okay, make it make some sort of sense. And, and again, their explanation to it is it's just so... There is no explanation. It's just like, this is what it is. You, you take it or you don't. We're, but we're moving on. You know, they, they move right on to the next thing. And, and you don't understand why. Bring, bring her to me. <laughs> why? How does he even talking to you? Like, first of all, why broadcast the message? You know, it says in the scroll, Palpatine broadcast a message. Why? Because uh, why? he's doing podcasts. <laughs> across the, but, but why like that doesn't make any sense like, bring, well see Mike you weren't paying attention they said on I forgot where that planet was that the empire wants you to think that you're alone because if you're because uh, if you, they think that you're alone you're afraid to stand up to them so it was fear get it well yeah but see the last movie established and made a point to show us that Luke Skywalker sacrificed himself and fought. So he was the spark that set off the new, you know, the new rebellion. Everybody was going to rise up and, and, and hope was alive. You know, we, that was the last shot they showed you in that movie was a little boy who, who, he was a slave, but he had force abilities and he raised up his broom or something like he was a lightsaber. Like, yeah, I'm a nobody. I'm in tune with the force and I'm ready to ride. So what they talking about? So first, so that would even go to the point at the when Lando was doing all that. Let's go grab everybody, nigga. They, I thought they was already hype. That was the, <laughs> the point of the last movie, wasn't? Everybody in the galaxy was like, "Yeah, we ain't. It ain't over." So what were they talking about? There was nobody that was gonna heed the call. See, they ignored all kind of shit. But hold on, hold that thought. Q, are you here? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes. If you could turn your thing down just a little bit. My mic? Yes, if you could. Hang on. It's a little loud, but go ahead and tell us. Uh, we're just going over our thoughts. We've already given our review of it. What, what was your review of this movie? Uh, let, me, let me turn on my mic a little bit. Actually, you're Is good. Better? I took care of it for you. Go ahead. All right. Um, well, I expected to walk into this movie and hate it right off the top, right off the right off the right out the gate, right. But the first act of this film, I found myself kind of liking how they were writing the characters. I I thought Poe 
I liked him. He he had a nice little sense of wit about him. He kind of, to me, he kind of embodied the Han Solo character at the beginning. You know, Finn, you know, he still ain't getting any, but he was still, they, they still kind of presented him as somebody who was willing to step up and he, he, he was more realized to me. I don't know. He felt more. Can you hear me? No. Yeah. I was just, you know, the, you know, in the streets, the terms have, you know, the terms always changing. So we want to be clear when you say he stepped up, he, he wasn't Malik Yoba stepping up. He was like stepping up as a. Is that fighter. what I can't deal with that. I can't keep up. <laughs> oh, I, I got to That's going to be sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> I like I like the way they wrote C three PO. I like the way they wrote. I mean, even Chewbacca. I, I was I was into these characters. I felt like I was watching a Star Wars film again for the first time in a long time. The only problem I had was it was a little confusing. They were going to this planet to that planet, chasing MacGuffins here and there. And then, um, you know, you and I talked about it offline. There's a point in this movie, and it's like right at the beginning of the middle act where everything just goes off the fucking rails. And for me, <clears throat> it was when Kylo Ren, are we spoiling right now? Oh yeah, this is the whole thing is spoilers. Okay. It's when Kylo Ren and Ray are sitting there fighting with a big ass fucking cargo ship in the air using their force powers to keep that bitch from going taking off into space. And I'm like, "Huh?" <laughs> When did they train? When? What part of the game was this training? Then she shoots lightning out of her hands, which we've only seen the Emperor do, as far as I can recall. And I'm like, what? Now she's shooting lightning? Got that? What? And then the whole bullshit thing with Chewbacca's dead. I thought they took him out. I was like, okay, I guess that's kind of the counterbalance, the fact that we lost Leia. Then this whole bullshit... M. Night Shyamalan twisted the, you know, he's still alive. The movie at that point became one of the worst examples of what I've been saying about Star Trek Discovery 2, season two. Everything was just like thrown out against the wall. Every, they undo everything that we've, that we've come to understand about the Jedi and the Sith. Motivations become completely implausible and stupid and pointless and they don't play by their own rules. And I'm sure you've gone through all the examples. The biggest one is what the fuck is Palpatine's point? <clears throat> what is his plan? Okay. So now we, we find out, okay. He had a son who I guess didn't have any force powers and he get he kills the son because he, so he can get the granddaughter being Ray so that she can kill him so that he can get into her spirit, he can embody her and live on. But when she says, fuck you, he's like, okay, I'll just take your spirit anyway. And then he's a boss all of a sudden. Like, what, what is your, th what's the plan? I don't understand. <laughs> and you've got thousands of Star Destroyers. Then it's like, you, you know, like you're in a nightclub and they turn the lights on and you look around and see everybody. They was like in that nightclub and they turn the lights on. And I'm oh, where all these fucking Sith come from? What the fuck? So Palpatine, uh, my man, let me talk to you for a sec. Why you spend all the time trying to chase that chick when you got all these motherfuckers right here? You got lightning that you shoot down ships out of the fucking sky. Um, maybe you don't need to be fucking around with her. I don't know. <laughs> I think you got this. 
it just made no sense. And, and you know, now with the force, you can use to resurrect people. Okay. Uh, and we and they prepped us on the Mandalorian with this. Apparently, the force you can he, you you can turn into Wolverine and heal yourself and other people. Um, uh, yeah, other people, right? These are new things with the force. You can, can, also, I, can I add something? Cut you just yeah, for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It's very interesting. Like if they would have stuck to the original Mandalorian release schedule, they wouldn't have prepped shit. And I, you know what I mean by that? Because that that episode comes out on Fridays, right? But they changed I this one. Is it Fridays? Yeah, it's Friday. But they changed this week's and put it out on what Thursday or Wednesday. Nice. Yeah, they got but, game. But, so it wasn't like it was. So they didn't prep shit. They just then they only changed it because they wanted to have that in tag at the end of the movie. Didn't want to be a spoiler before you saw the last or the rise of Skywalker. So that whole healing thing would have really just been saw first in the movie and you would have just had to buy that shit and, <laughs> and then you would have saw the episode him did but I don't think that if you sit here and try and tell me that when they wrote the force away uh, excuse me when they wrote the last I don't even what the fuck was this movie called the rise of Skywalker when they wrote that please don't think that they was like oh yeah um, do you got the script for Mandalorian? Mandalorian? Okay. Yeah. Which episode is it? Okay, in that episode, put in where they heal people, and then we're going to tie it in. Stop it. They didn't do that. Don't do that. I, I know they did, not I'm just saying. I was just... No, I'm not saying you, but I'm, I'm saying for all those people. Well, it was established. No, no, it wasn't. Stop that. And let me just say, for all the people... I'm, now, I'm going to date myself. We're going to go all the way back to Return of the Jedi. For all the fanboys, and I remember there were fam, you know, fanboys back then before Twitter, before Facebook, all this bullshit, right? They was hot that Darth Vader turned back to the good side. And I wasn't, I didn't have a problem with it. He saw his son being tortured on the ground there, and it was enough for him to turn. Maybe I could see some people think it's weak. It worked for me. Maybe I was younger, I was a kid. But if you had a problem with that, you're gonna have some serious problems with this movie. Because all the bullshit that they built up with Kylo Ren, whooping Ray's ass, torturing, harassing, being totally toxic masculinity with Ray, invading her mentality, invading her environment with the force. Oh, she touched me. Okay, let me throw this lightsaber away. I mean, Ray must got the bomb shit because she be turning motherfuckers. She, she, she just be, she be making motherfuckers sweat her, man. Ah, so that was some bullshit that he turned just like that. And then, you know, your boy Hux, he's in his feelings because, because what's it, uh, 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 Ren became the supreme leader. So he's in his feelings. He's going to turn back to the good side. They shoot him for that, right? What, what, they don't, they what, don't, they, let's, let's give us your review and we're going to go through the points. Since you kind of I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I got hot. <laughs> Um, I, I was liking this movie, even though it was confusing, I was liking the first half, but then it just devolved into what can we do from here? What do we do now? All right. Well, we got to add all this shit in. So we got to cram it in with this because that's what Kathleen Kennedy wants or whomever is responsible. Get JJ Abrams in here. He'll do whatever we tell him to do and he'll deliver a film that we can market. It doesn't matter if it makes sense or not, if it's plausible or not, if it sticks to canon or not. We just want to get some bad because it's Christmas time. That's what the from the middle to the end. That's what this movie was. 
you get a, you have a rating or anything? I was going to give it three out of five reels. And for me, three reels is good, which I can't say the same for Last Jedi or Force Awakens. But after all this other stuff, it went down to two, which is still just fair. So I'm still being nice because there was something it was the art direction outstanding. Uh, CGI, except for the scene with Luke and Leia, that was some bullshit. Other than that, outstanding. Uh, great cinematography. So there's yeah, some things. To, the, yeah. Well, I was going to say, and we can agree, those things are a given with Star Wars movies. <laughs> like, it, it, it would be odd that they don't look fabulous at the, the top special effects company. I don't industry. know. If how, I, don't, I wouldn't say that about Solo. Eh. The effects, I, well, I can't even remember. I don't, I don't remember the effects being bad, but neither here nor there. Uh, we have another special guest here in the building. Uh, Mr. Simbarash, sir, are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you. I haven't talked to my people in a while. How are yeah, you guys doing? Man. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are in Star Wars talk. Uh, so we're spoilers. It's all spoilers at this point. Before we go into the story beat by, you know, really breaking shit down, we're just doing our reviews. So tell us what you thought of the rise of Skywalker. Just like my overall summary. Uh, you know, I think I think my biggest disappointment with the film is just the lack of consequences with the characters. Um, since we're in spoiler territory, I mean, I don't know if you guys already went over this, but you know, just the idea that like you have a film where good guys can't die. It, it's kind of a thing that just bothers me, I guess, especially when we're talking about like a kind of war where you've got a scale where literally like billions of people and entire like planets are perishing and you blow up a planet and somebody that's supposed to be on the planet isn't on the planet. And you're like, wait, you just told us that you couldn't get off the planet. You know what I mean? Um, I just sort of found myself like side facing those instances where they would take a character off the table and then literally like five or 10 minutes later, they would be back on the table. Like surprise, we're back. Um, there didn't seem to be any sort of emotional weight that sort of carried like the second film where it just came to the stakes, you know, just the lack of stakes, I think was the thing that bugged me the most in terms of, where it sits with like the other 10 films, uh, I would say that it's not one of the worst two, probably in the middle tier, on the lower side of the middle tier. But with that being said, just for the sake of like going to a movie and hanging out with like my favorite Star Wars characters for a couple of hours, like I did enjoy myself. So there is that. Okay. Yeah. You know, as I said, I, I enjoyed looking at it you know, for what it was. And, and, and I said this earlier to me, I enjoyed this about as much as I enjoyed justice league. That movie was a mess, but I, I would admit I enjoyed watching Batman and flash and all of these characters at certain points in the movies. Some of the, some of it is entertaining, uh, though it's a jumbled mess. Um, so let's go on some of the, the finer points. And, and I'll, I'll, before we go forward, <clears throat> we have to address my man, Finn. Uh, so after three movies, Mm -hmm. We have to pull. Uh, excuse me, can you pull his uh, coon report? Is his coon facts? Get his paper out. Yo, yo. Let me just say that I, I specifically <laughs> didn't mention Finn because I, I knew that we were going to get into it, so I was going to let you go ahead and just okay. leave that. Well, so 
I was the biggest cape caper and I was the biggest, you know, it's going to be all right. And he ain't that bad for the first movie, you know, right. <clears throat> and all of that. I was like, hey, man, this dude was a heroic, heroic character. He picked up the lightsaber and was ready to get it in to Kylo Ren. He got his ass destroyed. He, he had a, a fight with the stormtrooper dude. You know, he was, I, I love that moment. You know, he had some moments of questionable soft shoeing in the movie, you know, when he was um, in the, the Death Star planet with Han. And you remember that part where they had him, what was that? What was going on? He kept saying, why are you looking over there? Huh? 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 Why are you looking over there? And he was like nodding his, he was like twitching or something like, what is wrong with him? Like, and then there was a part where they had him sipping the water. Uh, uh, that, that horse type creature, you know, something very questionable. But I was like, though. yeah, I was like, yo, he's that's just it's just being funny. You know, that's a little jar jar. You know, he's okay. Come on, guys. A little. There's no little jar jar. <laughs> don't you, you go full jar jar? You don't. <laughs> little jar jar. I, I, I was gonna. I was giving him a pass. I was like, I'm gonna give this brother a pass, man, because he's got a prominent role in this movie, and he has what could be an interesting story arc because he is he is absolutely something we've never seen before his character he was a stormtrooper who you know who defects and goes to the other side that is fascinating okay okay and then so the second movie right off the gate they had this <laughs> niggas in a coma i was like okay and then he comes out clowning the very He's in the, the the tubes and all that and he just falls down so i said okay all right finn and then, but then they give him, <laughs> they give him a, a whole arc and they give him another love interest. Like, oh, okay. Rose, that whole, and I'm not, we're not going to review that movie, but that whole candle bite, that was completely useless. Like, what was they doing with that? Okay, yep. whatever. Pretty much. But at the end of that, he was ready to sacrifice himself once again. Okay. He's still infatuated with Ray. For whatever reason, even in the first movie, right? Wasn't he like asking if she had a boyfriend, or was that the second? Yeah, like, she got a boyfriend. Huh? 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 She got a boyfriend. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. So this movie, I was like, you know what? I know Boyega is like, yo, y'all got to give me something. You know, come on, y'all. I'm doing my thing. And listen, John Boyega is an excellent actor. In my opinion, excellent. Attack the block. Dope. He was dope in that movie. Uh, the Detroit. He acted his ass off in Detroit. The little bit that he was in Twenty Four. The movie he had on Netflix. Twenty Four. He was in Twenty Four. Remember he? Yeah, he had a, a, a very bit part in the last Twenty Four. Uh, so he, I was like, okay, give this man something. So in this movie, he does some cool things, but they take his character. I, I just can't. I couldn't do it anymore. He just kept going. Rah! Ray, we gotta get Ray. We gotta leave her behind. Joey, Ray, Joey's on that. I was like, stop. I was like, they over overdoing this, brother. What is going on? And then they play. They sort of feeding into this um, fan, uh, whatever you want to call it. Oh, Finn and Poe. Maybe they'll push them toward a relationship. You know, listen. I ain't. I'm not against. Gay isn't that, but I'm just trying to understand. Like, you can't pull a watchman here, right? 
Can't have him <laughs> asking about getting with old girl and caping. And then the next scene, all of a sudden, he just kissing Poe. You have to lead up to that. It's corny. So I, I was like, don't don't feed into that. I, y'all haven't built up for that. And I'm like thinking, well, they're going to feed into him being with Rose. I just spent a whole movie. She gets Jar Jar. So he's back to yelling at Ray. Okay. But see, the thing is that Ray, she and I, she don't see him like that. He's in the friend zone. I don't know what zone he's in, really, but she's not fucking with him. Like she never even. I think there was one time where she looked at him in the last movie with Rose, and you kind of like, like, was she getting kind of jealous or something? But they throw yes. that out the window, right? They don't even address but that. that. That was a thing that happened. Yes. So I thought that, okay, you maybe she's not coming around. This dude has been putting in work for you. He's been. He's dying to, to, to save you. Like he literally, like I say, he Captain took a lightsaber Saber. up the ass. Yeah, he took a lightsaber up the ass. What? I don't know what he's talking yeah, about. It's, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, no. it's true. Uh, okay, it's literally not true. It's not okay. true. But it's true. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> moving right along. Uh, but at the end of the movie, when this is celebratory time, uh I really had I, I was I was done with this character because everyone's hugging up and he's like oh, Ray, and then Poe comes up and they had to have him be in the middle and the the camera sort of pans around when they're hugging and this 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 brother was in tears. I was like, I was like fuck him man, fuck that character. Man. I'm cool. I don't can like I, it. Can I throw, can I throw something in there on this? So, two things. <clears throat> Going back to first uh, Force Awakens, since you brought that up, is Q's on the line, right? Yes. Uh, Mr. Q, I'm going to do one of these rare things where I'm just going to apologize to you on the record <laughs> because I, I remember, I remember when Force Awakens came out. And probably Mr. Dean, myself, we were going really hard back and forth on this debate about whether or not they were sort of like bamboozling Finn. And I was really firmly, firmly in the camp of like, let's let this trilogy play out. And you were like, nope, 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 nope. There's all this evidence like they're just doing them dirty. It's like, all right, we'll see. Well, we've seen you were right. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> um Going, I take going no, forward I, I, to that. I take, I, take, I take no joy in that, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things, but I just want to put it on the record. Like, I have, I didn't forget about that debate because it's one of those things that's been sort of like pressing on my mind, like watching this entire trilogy. But one thing, Michael, that you just said, that hug at the end, where it was sort of like the three of them, I feel like Finn's biggest issue was that he was like the biggest. Uh, casualty to sort of like corporate correction you know like the whole thing with rose in the second movie yeah the thing happened and it turned out that like the internet community just hated rose so much that they were like well we can't omit her from the third movie but we're just gonna literally give her nothing to do and there were several scenes where especially like when they were on top of the, the star destroyer you know and she was like, come on, Finn. And he's like, no, 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 you go. And she kind of hesitates. And she's like, uh, uh, okay, okay, you know what I mean? Or just <laughs> they like, they, they Jar Jar her. They gave her the Jar Jar yeah, It's, it's the same like, way they did Jar Jar. We can't put the two of these characters literally in the same frame together. It's like a... 
the analogy of like two people that have sex and one person still wants to be friends and the other person's thinking like, oh man, this was a big mistake. I'm just going to like act like I don't know you is like one of those situations, which is really unfortunate for the characters, but specifically for Finn, I think my biggest misgiving about Finn is has nothing to do with what he actually did in the movies. It's just more like uh, before The Force Awakens came out, before we knew anything about any of the plot, they kind of positioned Finn as being someone who was going to be like one of the most significant Star Wars exactly. characters to have come exactly. along. And around. He was the first that person is- you saw in the trailer, the very first. Trailer. Yep, you see him. You see him with the start with the lightsaber before we even know that he's not. A, we don't know anything about him, right? And it's just like, oh man, we finally have this like black galactic like hero protagonist, like finally like one for us, right? And. Say what you will about Last Jedi. I think Ryan Johnson, that whole sort of maybe Ray is jealous at the end of that last one when she's when he sees like Rose and Finn sort of like together ish. I mean, he planted the seeds for some interesting things to happen in the third movie. And I feel like Kathleen Kennedy and Disney were just like, nah, we can't have this. Like under no circumstances are Finn and Ray going to kiss. Like that's just not going to happen. Um, friend zone maybe but like i don't know the way they reduced him and the thing that really bugs me the most is like in this new movie i feel like they really did a great job of uh i put this in my facebook post i don't know if you saw it but like i feel like he did they did a really great job in the way that they shot him just just framing him on the on the on the screen like every time you see him he looks like a, a strong black man i mean regardless of what his lines are what he's doing like he is very assured of himself in the way that he wasn't in the first two movies. And I just feel like with that kind of a talent, like he was just really wasted in this franchise. It's a bummer. And, and you bring another point, another point I just off you said, they make a point to show you, you know, the two women kissing later in the movie. Yes. And I'm like, cool. But see, that's, it just kind of goes back and I'm going here. This is the thing I'm saying, like all of this, you know, people, oh, Kathleen Kennedy and it's the the women pushing women and we're going to diverse all of that is good but see they don't they don't have the same energy and i said that yeah who's the you know, fuck them. they don't have it where's the same energy for the brother well, see they don't ahead, I'm sorry. all of that goes throws out the window when it came to finn though they weren't gonna make a point to show you shit on him even though they have that it's kind of funny style scene it probably was from parts of the movie that were edited out but when he meets that one sister, you know, with the horses and stuff, yep. it's almost as if they're kind of like, damn, another black person? Okay. How you, how, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Where you grow up at? Oh, I'm, oh we come from the oh. I was like, okay. You see, you make a point to show two black people acknowledging themselves in this in this universe, which you've never seen. I would I would have dare imagine that was probably the first time you've ever had two black characters on screen together in, in this movie, these whole trilogies of movies. I could be wrong, but I don't remember any other instances where there was a black man and a black woman talking to each other in Star Wars. So I was kind of like, whoa, okay. I see what I see what you're doing. Because, again, <laughs> they, they want to make a point to put all these quote-unquote woke moments in these movies. And they're obviously doing, they think they're doing something with this. I was like, oh, 
Uh, funny. I thought it was funny. I was like, funny. <laughs> okay. But then what do they do? They turn around and they give her to Lando, Lando to pair up. Right. Yeah. And exactly. I'm like, but then I don't even know what they're talking about there. Are they? Because I thought they was going to say, because of the way Star Wars has to try and tie everything together, I thought he was going to say, oh, you're from such and such? I'm from there. Well, uh, are you such and such daughter? You're my daughter. I thought they was trying to play that, but then some people could say like, "Oh, he was he trying to holler at her?" And then they make a point to show you that scene. So there's some point they're trying to give you, but I was just, again, I was like, "Oh, you're funny. This is funny style. Like, what, what is this? You don't even develop that girl. Why I think even that's go a, there? Go ahead. I think that's planting the seed for a." plus series to be honest i think that maybe that's going to be it's like one of those easter eggs that's going to come up in one of the later series on the on a but is what does lando got to show her about her past you know it's i I mean that makes that's a that's a logical supposition but i was like how did they make that work and i i'm I'm gonna go further y'all being a little still Mm -hmm. too polite for my taste (laughs) there we go black men black men don't get a chance to be three-dimensional characters in terms of loving in the Star Wars universe. There's a problem with black men in the Star Wars universe. What did they do with what did they do with Lando and Solo? I have nothing against the LGBTQ community. But Lando is supposed to be Lando. Okay, you know what I mean by that. All right. So he's not fucking robots. He's not having being pansexual. That's not Lando. So you got that, and then you got um, I forget the uh, uh, and then Finn. I it is insulting that you have Finn chasing after Ray, who don't want his ass, and he's got two thick sisters. Well, one's an Asian sister. <laughs> Asian don't crack either. Oh, that he could he could be macking on. He he's like you said, man. He's sitting there crying with Poe. He can't even hug Ray without Poe being there. Mm. What the fuck is that? And and it, it, it just you know I, I don't know that that to me is just like that was deliberate. That was deliberate. Definitely deliberate. And, wh- yeah. and, and a double double toasted. I was just watching them before, listening to them before I got on. They made it. I, I died. I swerved off the road almost. <laughs> they said, "Yeah, uh, he could have been with Rose." And then your boy Corey Coleman was like, "Yeah, the kissing scene." He, when she kissed him, he looked at her like, "You ain't white." <laughs> I'm like, "Dang it!" <laughs> Stop. That is, I mean, I I don't understand why did they build all that Ray Ray? Why did they build all that up? What was? Why did they build up the thing with Rose and not pay a, that off? I have a theory about at least the first part of your question. I think that I paid. A, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we all paid a great deal of attention to all of Finn's dialogue in this third movie. <laughs> I get the sense that, first of all, I, I think maybe we shouldn't did, we shouldn't uh, reduce what Finn feels for Ray. I mean, it's more than it was maybe an infatuation in the first movie, but I think by the third movie, like he legitimately is in love with her. Take that for whatever it's worth. I I do think that at a corporate level, they're looking at the story and they have an idea of how they want it to end, but also the way the writing had gone up to that point, it's like, well, he's definitely in love with her. We can't pretend that he's not, you know what I mean? And sort of throwing that 
like uh, Poe in the middle of that hug as we keep returning to was just their way of satisfying like that conclusion. Because to me, I think what would have been, let's say there's no kiss. Obviously, there's no kiss. Fine, whatever. When Ray decides that she's going to be a, a Skywalker and she turns around on Tatooine and starts walking off to the sunset, you know, if you would have just put Finn in the background, just waiting for her, like nothing, no dialogue, nothing. I think a lot of us might have been okay with that. It's like, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to be the one. I'm just going to be the one. Real quick, before you go, Ant, let me just throw this in here. What yep. do you think they really would have happened, though, if they would have had Ray get with Finn? You see the buildup from the fan community of the Raylo, the Kylo and Ray thing, and there's, you know, the fans are kind of pushing for that. But do you really think they would have had this multi corporation film where they would have had the white woman decide to get with that brother? And at the end of the movie, they was kissing. You would think they would put that movie out like that. I mean, they've already proven that they're so risk averse at this point. Like, then no why way. build it's it up? Not- why build? Why build it to that point? I think they probably were trying to be risky and like this is different. Again, as, as was brought up earlier, the first thing we ever saw about this new trilogy was Finn. Yeah. Remember, they was remember when it first came out. It was some people was like, oh. So that black guy is the lead. You know, there was there was some smoke on that. We remember back in them days, and they was the, they was probably they was positioning him like he was going to be the lead character almost. It was going to be him and the yeah. girl. But I think as things started to play out, and they realized we don't really want that smoke, and the bag is more important, and we're not going to have no. There's already enough drama with our fans. Do you really think they're going to have? They're going to let the let it end with the black man getting the white girl. And them kissing, and even though the fan base is screaming for the stereotypical, uh, the bad boy, which is her family member, actually, if you want to think about it, but we'll go there later. Her get with him <laughs> and have them, and they do kiss in this, right? But imagine if it was, I'm, I'm just saying, they would have never let that angle, they would never have put that out. That, that, that would, they would blow people's well, heads. The, Everyone would be having pitchforks out there. This is too old. Uh, he's no way well, he could be with her and all this that, shit. What does that tell that, See, and I, I, I'll let Aunt go at, go after yeah. this, but the, yeah, I'll let you. Um, the wow. fact that they the, the fact that they would let, they have no problem showing a lesbian kiss which I have no problem with, but I have a problem with it when you have to supplant a black man kissing a white woman or any woman for that matter when you're talking about Finn, but you can show that. So everything you said, Mike, that just incriminates them even more. And I think you're right. It's bullshit. I think this whole conversation is bullshit. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's hear it. First of all, first of all, we're gonna pretend like this trilogy <laughs> has been based on fucking romance in the nine films. In the nine films, the mm-hmm. like, ten films we've seen, we've only They're seen. All- We've only seen huh? two romances, Hannah Leia and Anakin and Padme. Why the fuck are we expecting uh, Ray to get with anyone when Luke, who was the chosen one, didn't get with anyone? Why the fuck are we expecting I, I, that we need fa- Shut up. I'm talking. God damn it. I'll tell, I'll tell you no, I'm, Okay, that's great. I'm still talking. 
Finn, on the other hand, you know, why oh the fuck God. are we putting all of this back? <laughs> okay, that's great. I let you talk. You can be quiet and let me talk. No, I'm just saying I got an Thank answer you. for you. Go ahead. Go okay, ahead, that's go great. Ahead. But the kid is cool. We know that. Keep it. Keep it. Finn. What the fuck is so great about Finn that we need to be caring about this nigga getting some pussy? I've never seen some a group oh, of niggas oh, so concerned about another motherfucking nigga's dick. Like, seriously. He ain't getting no pussy. Who gives a fuck? Did wow. we see Lando get some pussy? No. Did we see Mace Window get some pussy? No. Yoda? Obi-Wan? Get the fuck off over this shit. And I'll close with this once again. <laughs> The hit. Let's go. I'll close with this again. Finn had never been with, never been in around another woman. He moved on to that shit. We saw that he was beginning something with Rose. Clearly, the writers fucked that shit up or just said, I don't give a fuck about that. So we're not going to do that relationship. I don't understand why at the end of the movie, we need to see Finn get with any chick. Like, what? That's some, that is some funny style shit to be like, why the fuck isn't he trying to get with this girl? The fucking movie ain't about Finn getting some pussy. Okay, you said you had an answer for him. Go ahead. An excellent uh, rant, by the way, Ant. I, I applaud you. Bravo. Um, I don't know what movies you've been watching, <laughs> but the movies I've been watching, uh, the love, the there, there's always been a huge subplot about a love burgeoning love romance in the first trilogy. And in the second trilogy, so much so that if you buy any of the soundtracks for any of those trilogies, John Williams composed scores that even say love theme of Han and, and Leia. <laughs> the uh, uh, love theme for Anakin or whatever. But love theme was in those tracks that John Williams composed. So, yeah, Star Wars has been about the space opera. Operas tend to do with love and vengeance and emotion and love triangles, stuff like that. So I gotta call you out on that. Yes, they've all Original been Lando about. Was trying to smash. <laughs> What's that? Original Lando was definitely trying to smash. Hilarious. The reason, and here's secondly, the reason you never saw Yoda, Mace Windu, Obi Wan try to get pussy is because the Jedi, the Jedi. I order, as far as I remember, other than Anakin, which is why he turned, one of the reasons he turned, they're not supposed to enter into relationships. That's why that happened. Mm. And as Mike said, and I agree with him 1000%, when we first saw Finn, he was, we were naturally thinking he was going to be the protagonist of this film. Okay, he turned out not to be. But in The Force Awakens, they spent much time building up his uh, 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 attraction to Ray. Does she have a boyfriend? Does this, does that? Why play around with that shit if you're not going to develop it? So right now, the only love, the, 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 the love story with Finn is akin to the love story between Steven and uh, Calvin Candy and Django. That's the love story we got for Finn. <laughs> Now, outside of that, wow. I agree. Ooh. Someone said this. Uh, I think Sim Barash said this. I did like Finn in this film the most, and Sim said it best. He seemed more confident. He seemed more sure of himself. But when it came to the white woman, Ray, Ray, you know, so I'm sorry. I, th that's my rant. That's my rant. Yeah, listen. Uh, go ahead. Oh. 
I was just going to say, sort of adjacent to this point, one of the real big missed opportunities in the script was, because uh, they were trying to do just way too much. But there's that, there's that exchange with between Finn and Poe where there's that whole, like, you're not Leia, and, and Finn's like, oh, yeah, we know. And, like, the genesis of that conversation was basically the whole screaming around Ray thing that we're talking about right now. There is a connection between those two, or at least a connection. It, it seems to me that, like, Finn is supposed to be becoming a little bit more force sensitive, if that makes sense. Like he can feel the things that Ray is going through, or at least it's implied that, but then the script just sort of drops it in the middle of the, of the story. And I, maybe that's just bad editing or bad writing. I'm not sure. And, and there's been talk that apparently uh, some, some JJ confirms at some Q and a, that the thing that Finn wanted to tell Ray was that he was in tune with the force or something like that. Listen, you can say anything after the fact right, or, or whatever. <laughs> it's not in the movie. Exactly. So it's either left an interpretation or we don't know what the hell was going on. If that scene was in the movie, why they edited it out, I don't understand, but that's not what we were given. So, I mean, whatever he said after the fact, is that, it just, it, it don't matter. Like, well, it's really unfortunate. Yeah. It's it it's, it's kind of maddening, actually. Like, I think most of the audience watching the movie like wants to know what that thing is. And given that this is the last movie of this particular story, it's like, oh, actually, like the black guy's got some nugget of information, and we just act like it didn't happen. Like, so weird. I just why does every okay? I don't mean to, Mike. You can you can shut me down if you want to, but we're talking about maybe Finn was force sensitive. I hated that. And I also hated that scene where Leia is running around with a lightsaber. Why does everyone who's in tune with the Force have to be Superman? Why? Why? I mean, why? Why can't? Why does Finn have to? Why do they even suggest Finn is in touch with the? It's like it's just a neat bow on everything. Like my uh, the best the best example of someone they did this in Rogue One with the guy, the Asian guy with Donnie Yen. Was that his name? Mm-hmm. I forget his name. He felt like he was in touch with it, but he wasn't like a super Jedi dude. And that was cool. I I would have loved if they just had Leia just be kind of like she can sense things, but she doesn't have to. Everyone doesn't have to be. The more people you see on screen, unless they're like the Jedi Order, like in Attack of the Clones, I feel the more people you see on screen doing all this stuff, the less unique it becomes. And so that I hated might- that. With, I hated that with Finn. Well, I think the thing with Leia being a Jedi, I mean, she's got to be a Jedi to train a Jedi for starters, but also that might have just been a limitation with whatever leftover footage they had to work with, just in terms of of like building the script around it. And on top of that, like, why wouldn't she train to be a Jedi? She's very strong with the Force. I I, I understand that, but my point is I don't need to see everyone who has a possibility of being Force-sensitive being all out Jedi, I think it's more nuanced to show some people say, I'm going to reject that part of my life and I'm going to be a general for my troops. That makes you an interesting character to me. But she did that. Well, yeah, I'm talking she, about the scene where she was. She, and, at the end of the scene, I, and at the end of the scene, she gave up her lifesaver and she became a general. I didn't want to see her with a lightsaber at all is my point. 
I didn't need to see that. Everything doesn't well, have to be spelled out necessarily. Uh, apparently it did, because remember you was complaining about her floating in space. Like, how is she able to do that? And I thought that was that she was too. trained. I but, but you said okay. I'm trying to make two points here. I didn't like her seeing seeing her with the lightsaber, so naturally it stands a reason that I didn't like seeing her float in the middle of space. <laughs> I don't like the fact that she has all these abilities. I like the fact that it was just nuanced. Like, when she said in the end of Return of the Jedi, how do you know Luke is alive up there? Or how do you know he wasn't up there? And she says, he wasn't on there. I can feel it. That's all I needed. That's all I wanted from her. I don't need her to be a super Jedi, as well as Luke, as well as everybody else. Speaking of super Jedis, what do we think of Ray? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Ray was a complete. She was the greatest Jedi of all time. OP, like, as they like to say in video games. She was OP. She what was like doing overpowered. overpowered. Like there was oh, yes. literally yep. any circuit. <laughs> literally, like all of her force powers were plot-based powers. Like. Whatever the circumstances, she would have a force power for it all of a sudden. Yep. Which is outrageous to me. I'm like, I, and I can, you know, I was like, okay, she's super powerful, fine. But it was almost to the, it's to the, it's to the point where she cannot be hurt. And what was really I, confusing to me is her lightsaber battle with Kyla, for instance. Yes. We've already seen her fight him before in the movies, even in the very first movie. She's an untrained novice and was getting in his ass, right? And we can accept that. Like, and, and to me, if you look back at that scene, I always said this at that movie, when her face turns aggressive, I was like, oh, she's probably on some Palpatine. There's going to be something. So now we know that's true. So I, I can get why she's powerful. But in this movie, I didn't understand why she was losing the battle. It was all when I was telling Q the other day. It's like, did she, she was winded or something? What was she like? <laughs> she was wet, like she was which, out of breath or something. Like, what the fuck was going on? She was, and was uh, getting down on the ground. Like he's not done anything to her. He it's has like not, somebody pulled out some kryptonite or something. Yeah, it was like I was so confused. She should have just easily beat his ass as she's always has. But here he never gets the best of her unless I missed it. I was like, this is just sloppy writing. She's she's just getting tired for some reason. But there was something. There was something happening to her. And they never explained that. I, I thought someone had some sort of control over her or something. I don't think, and, but that, they never really explained that. I don't think that it was bad writing. I think that was like one of the rare just fracture faults in the performance. I think that like in this movie, both Kylo and Ray were supposed to have made the leap, and I think like uh, with Adam Driver, the actor. Uh, you know, he's kind of like famous for not watching or listening to like his performances after he films. And I think that there might have been for this particular movie between this and the last one, maybe there was like a beat that he missed just in terms of his technical acting, where he should have been more of a match for her and just wasn't. And it was something that just wasn't either caught or fully like fleshed out in the choreography or the actual filming. I think that's more of a technical glitch than anything else. Because he's he's supposed to be as I mean she's stronger obviously but she is supposed to get winded I think as according to the writing but I think he is supposed to also be making her tired and it just didn't come across in the performance. Well, That's I mean theory. if we go to, but I mean if we go to canon, 
not that I really want to fully cape for this movie. It's it's kind of made clear that Anakin is stronger than Obi-Wan, but he yes. got in the ass. Yeah, but you saw strategically if you if you want to if you if you buy the high ground, okay, he got it. <laughs> Yeah, that's what. He, that's the only reason he got no, it. I still don't understand what that meant. I, I don't, that's what I'm saying. If you buy it, but they don't show you anything. There's nothing in this battle that. Why is she being? What's going on? Like I don't even understand why is she backing down. It, it didn't. There wasn't any sort of. You know, I, you know, I got you, Ray, or or you saw him. T- you know, do something. She just seemed like she just. Uh, oh shit. Yeah, I, I, think the the, uh, I think that's the fault of either the filmmaking or the editing. I don't think it's. Well, whatever his no, father was, it, 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 as a viewer of the movie, it just looked like yeah, some bullshit. I was like, what is... I, I, think it was, there was, I think there was a... Pl- the way she was doing and the way the music, the hits on the music, which uh, kind of indicated there was something tension or something was happening to her, that was a plot point that they didn't explain. I, I thought it was Palpatine from afar affecting her. But they, that was a hmm. guess that I had, but they never really fleshed that out. Wait a minute. Uh, didn't they establish? Didn't he tell her before they did that fight that uh, Palpatine was her grandfather? I thought they she didn't have, it until I, they, at, I honestly don't no. remember. You th- but Mike, this happened on the when she was in the when they were on the water. Yes, right outside the yes, Death Star. That's when that first happened. She she had no. She didn't know that at that point. She didn't know yet. They do they but what is but he just shows up there and they're there because that's one of one of those things they're trying to find a wayfinder was there or something? Is that why they were going there yeah. to begin with? And like Kylo just seems to just appear at these places. I was like, how did this motherfucker get right. there? I was like, whatever. Well, uh, that I, I think that's explained because of this new force ability that you can astral project yourself like Professor X into someone else's environment and see where they are. I think that's exactly what happened. He said, he said, he sees where she is. Uh, he says, get that's my, when he was on, no, that's when he was on the ship though. He, she was on the star destroyer at that point. That's right. Before that, he doesn't, he doesn't, he can only see her. He can't see her surroundings. Um, and, and he I, can't physically I, put I, himself, he can't transform <laughs> himself to a place either. So, you know what I'm saying? He can grab something from those areas, but he was there, there. Like he was at that place and that scene. If it, I'm not it was in the cut. I think we're all forgetting. It was in the cut that they did. He knew why she was going there. I, I do remember that being a thing that it was explained in the previous scene, whatever it was. Mm. Um, but see, sorry, here, here, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I didn't even interrupt. Go ahead. Go ahead I, I was, no. was going to say, I go back and I think I told you this, Mike. <clears throat> I go back to Star Wars, A New Hope. When Darth Vader is in the conference room and he says, it's a classic line, I don't remember, something like, do not be too impressed with this machine you've created. It's nothing when compared to the power of the Force. And for the next, what, 20 years, I kept thinking, I'm not seeing what Darth Vader meant. I mean, the Death Star could destroy a planet. I haven't seen the Jedi do anything or the Sith do anything to justify that line. I saw it in this movie, but I'm like, Okay, wait, it's 2019 now. You should have established this shit way back when. You know what I'm saying? When he uh, grabbed that necklace of hers, he force grabbed it. I'm like, huh? What, when was this part of the game? And then he, she hands him a lightsaber when he's that always someplace. They what? established that in the second one. They established that in the second one with the water. Remember on one of those conversations yep. that they were having between each other and she was 
when she was on the island and something happened. I don't know if it was when they reached out to touch each other. So they, they established that they could have physical contact through that, that connection. But then there was also something happened with the water where he got wet. But is right. it just the two of, is that. it just the two of them? Just, just two of two? them, yeah. See what but it's, it's interesting is is why is it just it, the two of them? It sort of explained <laughs> earlier that Snoke was the one facilitating those connections between them. But then they do it after he dies in the movie, if I'm not mistaken. That's but then where I guess we're supposed to believe that was actually Palpatine pretending to be controlling Snoke that was controlling <laughs> their shit. It, it, it's, it's no, a, they it's just a hard pure that was, squalor. <laughs> that was corporate decisions. They why, okay. that, that's all. Yeah, I know I know you're supposed <laughs> to ask questions. I know you're not supposed to yeah. ask logical questions in a post in a post discovery Star Trek world, but uh, why did why did Palpatine create Snoke and make him look like he'd been in a battle? He looked like he had been disfigured. Why why did Palpatine do that? I, see, these are the character beats that I want to know. Why did you create him to look like that? No, they don't answer. <laughs> they don't. They don't even answer. They don't go into. There's a lot why, they don't go into. Though I mean, why even bother to do? Why bother to create Snoke? I think. If we had Colin Trevorrow's version of this film, there wouldn't have been a Palpatine. I think that's the easiest way to look at it. J.J. Abrams came back. They had to like fix a bunch of stuff, and the easiest way to fix it on paper was just to be like, "Oh, it's all Palpatine," you know. <laughs> there was no, there was no mention of any even snippet of Palpatine being involved like before the first five minutes of this film. So you know that was an audible, the crazy audible. And, and 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 parts of it I don't have a problem with if you give it the proper space to to make it make sense because I I was like it's a bold choice you know when you see the scroll come down like whoa yeah okay this is on some other shit well let's see what they got but they pack so much in just to act, and I'm gonna go back to the Trevor thing but I wanted to ask more questions that were never answered who who the hell was Maz Kanata right. They bring, saw her in the, bring in the her back to, they bring her back to this movie. In the last movie, she was only on the screen, you know, on a computer screen for a second. But how is her character? What is her character like? In the first movie of the trilogy, her character has the lightsaber of Luke Skywalker. How did she get that? She said she was just gonna tell us, just like Finn's gonna tell us. Like, like don't get to tell anything. It's, <laughs> it's like she said, it's a question for the time. <laughs> Yeah, well, when is the time? Because you, you're you're using all of these as convenient plot points, but nah, make Mike. it make some sense. I does it, you know. Mike, <laughs> she was on she was on her ugnaw. I have spoken. Yeah, <laughs> it's like she just has all of the convenient things that will push things along, but they never earns. Like you can't have a character that just has the the, the ingredient for everything. Like who is this motherfucker? Oh, yeah, just right. Just say Maz had it, uh, and then <laughs> it, 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 that's what the problem I have with it. You, they have all these things that are big things in the movie, and you just have to go with it. I don't. It, it, some well, another you have, another example of that is why is the Emperor's planet not on any star charts? Why do you need this device that no one knows where it came from to find it? Why? What What does that add to the plot? What what happens mm -hmm. if you just have them just go there? I, I, well, you know what it is. They have to get them to the Death Star so that uh, that uh, what's his name Kylo and and Ray can fight, so that they can then have Leia appear and just say one word and die. That's the only reason I could come up with. The holocrons are 
all over the canon, just not in the movies. And I think when they brought it into this one, they just, for some reason, never actually had a scene to just explain what the damn thing was. And I don't, have you guys seen like the, the Clone Wars? The, like yeah, yeah. either Clone Wars and or they don't even call yeah. them, they don't even call them holocrons in this movie. They call them Wayfinders. It's like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it's just like, I don't, that was a weird choice. It's like, it is a holocron, just call it a holocron. And at least half of the audience would be like, oh, we know what that is. But yeah, and, 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 and I can accept that I don't. You can accept. Oh, oh no 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 no! I, I no. can accept that. I, just go, Q. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I can accept. I can accept that. I I don't have time to read other tertiary material that may be canon. I don't have time to watch Clone Wars, Rebels, and all that. I just don't have the time or the desire. So I might be like, oh man, they shouldn't be doing that. I want to see it in the film. But at least I can accept that I missed out on something. Okay, so are you saying that that garbage was canned from something? Some no, other pro- no. Q, Q, what I'm saying is the the object itself is canned, uh-huh. right? But That's they even yep. still, but they even still managed to screw that up in the movie because they called it something else. That it it the the thing that it is in canon isn't the thing that they call it in the movie. They call it a holocron. Okay. They call it a they call it a, what a wayfinder, right? In the film, a wayfinder, the rest a of, wayfinder, yeah, yeah, wayfinder. But in the rest of the canon, it's a holocron, which is like a Sith like device, basically. Well, so it's like a Sith compass, right? And, and to be clear, it looks like a holocron. A holocron can store holographic images and teachings of past Jedi masters or Sith lords. This thing was just a beeper. Uh, GPS. <laughs> exactly. That's, so so, I guess, so, I guess so that's, that's what, what I'm trying saying. to say to yeah. Q is like, don't feel, don't like, they, they still managed to screw it up, was my point. It was like, yeah. Can I, can I just ask a quick question since you got, you guys know more about the tertiary materials as canon? Why did, why did 3 people have a red arm in Force Awakens? You know, that is answered in a book. But it is not addressed in the movies. I don't know the answer to the. Okay, to well, we don't it. have to get into and, and, it. And it was nothing to do with anything anyway. Okay, we don't have to get into it, though. Yeah, I got to go ahead and uh, give uh, JJ another spec because I'm trying to figure out why did you do the whole fake out with Chewbacca dying? That shit was lame as fuck to me. And I think nobody so thought that he was dead either. It was a plot point. Was, That's why they did it. It was a way to get her to the next part of the story. Yeah, it was a way to get. Yeah, you're right, Mike. It was just a way for them to get onto the ship. And I don't know if they were doing an homage to the piss poor shooting of stormtroopers, but they was like on their uh, uh, what was your dead shot from Suicide Squad? Right, right. Just one shot. Bam. Stormtroopers down. And and the other thing, too, is like (laughs) it was a way to get them to to go to the next piece of the puzzle. But weren't they doing things like, oh, that piece was destroyed. Oh, oh, there's just another one over here anyway, so it doesn't matter. Like, what, what was the point? Is there was no stakes. They were going to get there no matter what. Even if the thing exactly. got destroyed, otherwise there's another one uh, over here. I was just like, exactly. ah, what is? It's just and, a tagging you along. It was stupid, man. And even further, it's like, okay, so JJ, you heard the criticism. Of, hey, you you're aping too much from a new hope. Uh, why is there a, another Death Star? And you decide, you know what? <sighs> okay, you're right. We don't need Death Star. What we need is Star Destroyer Death Stars. 
I was like, that was so ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you just couldn't have had the army and Palpatine's back. Why did you have to up the ante to? Oh, they're Death Stars as well. That was Let's the see. most ridiculous thing. So the Death Star has the same power as Star Killer Base, and every single one of these thousands of Death Stars got that. Huh? Star Destroyers or Star Destroyers. I was like, huh. Yeah, no, I'm wasn't t- the thing with that that the, with the Star Killer base though had the ability to destroy multiple planets at a time. Yeah, oh, so okay. see, it's Maybe. different, Mike. So they, it's they just had bigger. A, a no, no, what's power of a guess, a literally of a Death Star? Then they could just do yeah, one. It was an OP. It was an OP Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not a Star Killer because it's different, Mike. Right. It's different. See, this is the problem I think Star Wars has, but. I mean, I'm a fan. Well, not so much anymore. I was a fan, but I'm I'm just saying to the fans out there, this movie proves that there's no. I'm just saying metaphorically, there's no point in fighting the Empire. Just let it happen. Let them take up because if Palpatine can create this huge, there must have been like thousands of star destroyers, and every one of them was outfitted with a laser cannon that could destroy a planet. So what's the point? I don't know how he's creating all this infrastructure. That's another thing. It's like, what is this? Uh, some said it, uh, all, you know, there's no stakes. There's no consequences. If no one can die, there's no point in having the battle. Well, there's no point in trying to fight an enemy that can create all this shit. And no one notices it under their noses. And he just comes it's back and says, like, okay, we're going to go over again. <laughs> well, this is, that this would is be in line I'm with Palpatine, how he gets down. <laughs> <laughs> but it becomes boring I, for me. I'm speaking. I'm speaking for myself. The Star Wars mm. theme has become boring. Every one of them, and I like Rogue One, but it still had the same beats at the in the last act of every every trilogy or every culmination of story. There's X-wings, Rebel ships, and Empire ships, or a Death Star, or some type of Death Star. It's got. Aren't you guys tired of that? Seriously, aren't you tired of that? No. I, Rogue no. One and, and Solo did not have it to that extent, though. I would say that those are two exceptions. Rogue One had a dogfight at the end. No, 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 not Rogue One. Sorry. Solo. I enjoyed it. Solo and... Uh, Solo did not. Um, you are correct. You are and correct. Empire. Empire Solo and Empire. Yeah. I mean, there was like but the, that's, the, the Millennium Falcon had to get two, away, but it wasn't like a big war or anything. Like, but that's two, that's two films out of comedy. And? Well, so what, yeah. what the answer well, to your question though is, I think that Revenge of the Sith didn't. Well, at the, at the beginning, well, the, but see, those are the tropes of Star Wars, and and to me, they have to be there. Uh, that's what people expect. <sighs> There's a reason. Again, these movies are successful because they are there. I think Marvel it does comes, it. Yeah, yeah, I mean Marvel exactly. Attack of the Clones. All of these. Evil. So Come the movies. On, that is the sense of the movie. The thing that is the issue to me. What you're saying though is that it always. At least these Star- Skywalker movies are always the the killers, killer planet type thing, uh, and it seems like it's the same fight over and over. I do agree that they need to change that up, but I think Star Wars is is called Star Wars for a reason. It's it's wars in stars, and it's and it's the hero's journey. You can have- and, and adventure. That's what they're supposed to be. So to me, the yeah. dog fight. I want that. They, they didn't really have that in this movie. I think it was a problem. Like the space battle was corny. There wasn't the cool space battle with the ships. Uh, that's supposed to be in the movie to me. To me, Star Wars movies 
have to have the big battles and if that was the first movie was built on that and that's the template there's supposed you can to have be a, yeah go ahead go ahead you can have a big battle i want a big battle too but not with the same opponents that's all i'm saying when rose i think it was rose in this film one of them said yes if we can pinpoint that exhaust pipe It'll blow up the whole. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding yeah, me. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you with all this one. You can't have the same exact sort of thing, but yeah, the battles can't be the exact same battles. They can't all be trench runs and they can't all be exhaust points. I agree with you. But should they have battles? It's like asking a Western, why does it keep having, why do they keep having horses in this and they just keep fighting the Indians? I mean, that <laughs> is the, that's the, that's the trope of the, the genre, right? To, to me, that's why it's called Star Wars. Uh, you have to have that, but again, you have to be creative in how you do it. I agree, and that's why I think you have to have compelling characters, uh, and it can't just be the same archetype of the chosen one. That's why Mandalorian I think is great. It takes place within this world, but it's not called Star Wars per se either. It's a story of a a lone gunman guy. But I think these movies could still keep the war part, but maybe it'd be a different protagonist. Or maybe um, they're fighting some other fringe of the rebellion. Or what if the rebellion became the empire and you saw it from the other side? Like these are different things they can do. To still have now that's interesting. That's, now see, Mike, that you just earned a fucking paycheck from Kathleen Kennedy. So if you're suggesting a story where maybe well, the well, they've, they've done the, these in books and stuff, they should just do it in the movie. The rebellion, maybe they become drunk with power or something like that. That would be interesting. That would be political. That would be current. I would be up for that. I mean, I, I, I think about Star Trek. It's Star and Trek. That means you're exploring. But they don't fight the same shit every time. It's not always the Borg. You know what I'm saying? It's Sometimes not Star they have Wars fight. either, though, but to be clear. I will see. Don't start with me on that. I'm just saying. That's a fact. I mean, there's, it's so, that's a totally different type of thing. I understand. But it but sticks it, it, to its tropes. And if you like those tropes, then that's fine. Like, that would be like for me. Why do they always have to keep traveling somewhere and doing this? That's Star Trek. It's called Star Trek. You did, so, but you didn't let me finish, though. You didn't let me finish. I didn't. They also, they also, they also, they also have battled internecine warfare, too. They battle right. within themselves. They, right. you know, they have rogue commanders. They have they have godlike creatures that come to the planet. They they have a lot of different things that cause them to have to go into space. It's not always Q or the Borg, like with Star Wars. It's always the Empire. Enough. Well, again, it's the trope of Star Wars, though. So it's a, it's sort of supposed well, to break be. the trope. It's not. You're not gonna. Y'all gonna still make a billion dollars if they break the trope. And they'll still make it billion dollars. They keep the troops. <laughs> I guess the incentive for them to you would just say, why would they change? And I'm saying they don't need to. Just as Star Trek doesn't need to necessarily change, or maybe it does, right? I don't know what's going on with it. If, it if, to if they now, have that trope, there's obviously some problems with it. So I'm just saying, if they dial into what they are, they'll be fine. But I agree, Star Wars does need some sort of, they need to do something different. Uh, I don't know if it's to change the empire or not, but you can definitely, they need to get back to just the core of Star Wars and not what it is right now, in my opinion, but but neither here nor there. Somebody would say something or no? Right, we can keep moving. Keep moving. Okay. Um, the other part of, I want to bring up about this too is uh, it's just the Star Wars, where it's at right now, like these movies, uh, these set of movies, uh, they need to, I, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying they need to fire Kathleen Kennedy. 
They need to get whatever it is they're going to do and have a plan. This trilogy is, is an example of not knowing what the fuck you're doing. Um, having another example of them having a director on a project, pulling that director off, and then going a different direction. Uh, there's been three Star Wars movies that have had this happen, right? Uh, Rogue One. Uh, they had to Rogue have one solo and this uh and and for me each one of those movies are not good i I can enjoy bits and pieces possibly but those aren't this shouldn't be happening with star wars movies uh the same type of stuff stuff happened with Zack snyder (laughs) you know they don't like the direction it's going it gets scared from pushback from fans or whatever and then they try to change a different direction and put up this hodgepodge movie those are usually disasters uh i don't understand how disney is doing that when they obviously have their Marvel properties. Even when they have the instances where they pull the director, they're able to get those movies together enough where they're okay. But there's no reason your crown jewel of your assets is in such a piss poor sort of position. There's, there should be no reason they would be releasing these movies that seem to be not connected to each other and just starting over each time. I, it puzzles me how that, that has happened. And to, your point, for- and to your point, and to your point, it started from the beginning. Uh, yes, J.J. Abrams made a great looking force, a, a great looking film, uh, pretty much um, um, aping off of what New Hope was. But for me, if I'm by, you said I, I was blaming Kathleen King. You said no, we need to go up to buy Bogger. That being said. If I'm by either, I need Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams to come into my office and explain to me how the fuck you get Harrison Ford, uh, Mark Hamill, and Carrie Fisher back to do a trilogy, and we don't get one scene with all three of them together. And all you motherfuckers out there, yes, I'm getting my feelings again. All you motherfuckers out there that said, no, wait, 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 they might have something planned later. Oh, wait, 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 there might be a flashback. Shut the fuck up. Because there wasn't. <laughs> Well, it got messed up because uh, Carrie Fisher died. I mean, I'm sure. No, that they, no, they killed Han in the first film. But he wanted to be killed in the in the first one. No, like, I get that. that. Was, and I totally get that. My and point being cool, is, why didn't they write the scene? It's like Mike might make this point far more eloquent to me. You, if you get the band back together, why the fuck you don't get the band back together on film? That's what everybody think, wanted to see. They've talked about that. I think on the record. I think the issue is specifically with Luke Skywalker's character. I think they felt that they went through the early drafts of that film, the script. Um, They felt that there was no way that they could write it where Luke appearing earlier in the film wouldn't have just sort of swallowed the rest of like everyone's attention. Okay. What would have been the problem with that? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's like saying saying we can't have Tony Stark in Avengers because Tony Stark is going to swallow everybody. They very pointedly didn't want it to be about, you know, the three older. They wanted them to be in the films, obviously, but they didn't want the films to be about those characters. They wanted it to well, be about. And in the, that, in the was, that was their that was their, that, that was their mistake. That was their right first thing. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just offering the answer. That, no, that's I, the I answer. get it. That's, that's, <laughs> but we see now I'm that was their it. mistake. I'm just saying that's what happened. Yes, because they didn't know their fan base, right? Yeah. If they had somebody who understood the property, they would know. They want to see Han, Luke, and Leia, and they definitely want to see Luke getting it pop. 
Yeah. They done waited 30, 40 years for this shit. These mm-hmm. cats is getting old. We need to get, that's the first order of business. But they didn't yeah. have somebody that understood what they had and didn't understand their, 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 their base. So they went with the, let's introduce these new characters. We're going to play up the woman angle and we're going to have the black guy. We're going to have the Hispanic guy and just have the, the legacy characters in the background sort of support. Nobody wanted to see that. And the thing is, like when you said they wanted to have the woman in, in the forefront, I'm like, you had it. You had it with Leia. You could have given us a Jedi Master Leia. I, I don't care what anybody else said. I wanted to see Leia in a lightsaber duel. And it's like, because, you know, based on the expanded universe and whatnot. Yeah, I wanted to see Leia pick up that lightsaber and duel with someone. That's what I wanted to see. It, it, it could have been a dope moment. I mean, you could do a lot of could-haves. Of course, it, it could have been like the last battle and Luke was getting bested or something and then Leia just reluctantly... Instead of Rey pulling that lightsaber like she did in the in that movie, and if it was Leia and it was... Shoom, and she's just like, I have oh, to, man. I have to get it popping. Yeah, every, I have to do this. Niggas would have went crazy. Oh, yep. shit. Yeah, they would have. You know, <laughs> some shit. Can, can, Carrie Fisher was in no shape. Listen, to be doing if they that can shit. get man uh, <laughs> Christopher uh, Lee, Christopher Lee, and them to do it, they, you yes, they could. Have. You, they could every have time it. you bring this up, some nigga always talking about Christopher Lee. Hey, <laughs> they could have did it. He was more athletic. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Was they they could have did more they special effects. Yeah, they had special effects. It was Christopher she, she could have trained. They could have done that. They could have. She wasn't going to do that. I'm telling you, she trained actually. I said, I said it. It might have changed. It could have. You never know. It could have saved her life if she had trained. Wow. She would have had a heart wow. attack the first day. Well, again, well, no. I mean, could have that done much something. money involved. That much money involved. You have the best like doctors and trainers. Like they yeah. would have. What I'm saying, she probably would have had a physical in the way that she didn't have a physical otherwise. Like they would have probably. And again, Damn. they don't mean that she physically has to be. They could have done some trickery with shooting it, and she, and we're not. I'm not talking about. She would have had some Anakin versus Obi Wan. 10 minutes yeah. cool. It could have just been a couple of swings and she, just the fact that she did it. That would have people would have went like, crazy Michael, for it. I mean, Michael, all, I mean I, all due respect, Alec Guinness. How old was he? And exactly. he did the duel. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. I know. Yes, I understand that, but this, you can't do a lightsaber duel like they did New Hope and do that today. People would oh, think so I'm sorry. Look- uh, you, I, I'm pretty sure you saw that reimagined lightsaber duel somebody did with Alec Guinness and Darth Vader. Yeah, I saw that. I could have did something like that in that movie. Niggas would have lost their minds. Yeah, you, stop well, hold on. You you could watch that on YouTube, but blow no, that stuff up. Stop. Yes, it you, would, yes, you it could. It wouldn't have. look the same on yeah. the big screen. Again, it, you're, talking, you're right. It looked better. Yeah, you're talking about somebody with no budget that did that. Now imagine you have I am the best special exactly. effects in the world. They would have had that shit popping. Stop. I think look, you guys. I don't want to get the argument. But stop. Oh, no, no, no. I think I, you guys I, are actually going a step too far. I I don't even think she. I'm I'm kind of between you guys. I don't even think she had to have done a, a duel. She could have just popped the lightsaber. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's what I was saying in the beginning. Not, she's not doing some super crazy like, shit. Like you don't actually have to have her fight. Just have her there with the lightsaber. Exactly. Like, I tell you what, you I, I would have rather. Pass, you know, <laughs> I would have rather seen her pop a lightsaber than Finn. I, I will get. Well, I'm that's not, what I'm, I'm saying. Not, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. 
Right. I wanted to. I would like to have seen that too. Not like what they gave us, where she's running through the woods, but just pop or just do a force push or something like well, that. Well, that's I'm what you. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Before we got into this, they would have used her or used those characters. People would have been. That's what people wanted to see. But exactly. instead, they pushed this other thing, and so that was yeah. Going back to what you said, Sim, that was their big mistake, and that's what I'm saying. I think they really need to reevaluate uh, what Can they're I doing actually... because they almost low key. These movies will be successful, but the credibility and the the love and the you know the brand is it's going downheel each movie. And and this that's a, a, that's a that's a sad thing to do for you spend so much to get this and you're just destroying it bit by bit. They they got to be able to stop and figure out what they got going on. Go ahead. This could end up you like actually, um, uh, I forgot who said it to Paul Pierce. Like they don't love you like they love the Kobe, and this is gonna be kind of like yes, yeah, Star Wars. They don't love you like they love the MCU, and it's, it's kind of getting to that point. Well, I want to piggyback on that because I want to actually answer what Michael's original question was when you posited this against. Marvel. I'm going to say this and see what you guys think, right? So I think one of the reasons why, I think there's two reasons why this happened the way that it did. The first time that they swapped out the, the directors was with Rogue One and feel however you will about that film. It like smashed at the box office. It was like one of their greatest successes of like all time. Right? And I think because huh? of that precedent being just in terms of the amount of money that Rogue One won, made they make a billion dollars. I'm pretty sure it did. Well, all the Star Wars movies. No, it made about 800 million. Yeah, I don't, it didn't do better than the, the core movies. It made 800 million domestically. I'm pretty sure it over a billion, like worldwide. Uh, 800 oh, domestically? No, 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 that can't, no, can't be true. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I don't even think the Marvel movies do that. That was it. Simaraj is right. It did 1.056. Yeah, it went over a billion. It, it, it was a good movie. It's a Star Wars movie. It, they no, all no, no, do no, a no, billion. I'm just, I'm just answering. I'm just answering to what your question was, though. I think because of the fact that it went over a billion dollars, I think Kathleen Kennedy in particular was like, "This is a risk that we can take going forward. If we need to switch out a director, we'll do it." But also, in direct like conflict with that sort of mentality. Unlike the Marvel movies, the good thing about the Marvel movies, say what you will about the Marvel movies. But there is a singular artistic point of view that threads all of those movies together with the exception of like Guardians and maybe Ragnarok, right? All of those other films have like a very similar palette. They have a very similar way that they're shot. You bring in different directors to tweak a couple of things here and there. But like the factory is going to operate the same way. Whereas with when they rebooted The Force Awakens, one of the things that they propositioned up next to Finn being the star, right? Was that they wanted to bring in different filmmakers who had completely different points of view and that they were actually going to celebrate the fact that these films could look different from installment to installment. And I think just as they've gone further and further into this process, I've just realized that they're just so, again, risk averse that they start doing a thing a certain way, realize that what they want is the regular thing and revert back to that. And by the time they make that revert, like it's so late into these production processes that what we end up is like what the Ron Howard version of Solo, right? Well, can, I, yeah, I can, can I, I say can, something. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just I, I'm sorry. I just want to cut in because I got to I got to get going because I got to go. I got to go take my family's this bullshit again. So I got to sit through it again. Um, but uh, and I'm, I'm going to say this and head out. 
I think the problem with this late, latest trilogy it is if you remember Endgame in that one scene where you had all the women come together, well, we've got, he's got help. We're going to help him. I had no problem. I, I rollingly cringeworthy. I wasn't mad at it, but it was like, you're hitting me over the head with something here that you don't need to do. It was that, that the essence of that scene is what they did with this new Star Wars. It's like they wanted to make a point to be woke, and I'm using that tongue-in-cheek, and they just went too far with it. They We're supposed to love this Ray character. See, I, I, love, I like characters that are fully fleshed out. I get a sense of what they're doing, who they are, and where they're going in their journey. They wanted us to accept Ray as being this super-powered, no explanation Jedi powered being. And I think it's because she's a woman. And I'm saying that. I have nothing against diversity, equality, any of that stuff. But it has to be motivated. You just can't in the in the name of of being uh fair, gender fair, race fair, just throwing this on the screen and we just supposed to eat it up and buy it. Well, and, and I, real quick, I agree with you, and I know you gotta go just to throw this in there. Mm-hmm. So, so Disney, I think this is this is a thing from Disney on all their movies because mm-hmm. uh, essentially Ray is Captain Marvel. Yeah, and, and, you're right. And it's the same yep. way they they put Captain Marvel out, and it's the same way they interject Captain Marvel in Infinity War or uh, Endgame. I agree. She's just an OP character. It doesn't matter if you buy it. This is where we're going, and Ray is essentially the same sort of thing. I like Ray's character, but again, right, it's not fleshed too. out. It's it's not fleshed out at all. And she's it's old. more it's yeah. more it's more like Daisy Ridley playing Ray than I like Ray. I don't know Ray. <laughs> can, can I ask you a question though before you leave? Yes, sir. Um, if they had stuck with what we thought was going to happen, and it was Finn uh-huh. who was the main protagonist, and they had OP'd him, how would you have felt about that? I would have felt the exact same way. I would have felt that it's not a real character, guys. It's not a real character. You're pandering. Just like this may be an esoteric example, but the new kick-ass, the, the black female, my concern was, okay, she's going to be able to do everything perfectly. Oh, I'll give you a better example. Michael Burnham, Star Trek Discovery. She can. She never does anything wrong. You're not... You're not making our black daughters think, oh, I can be that. You're, you're feeding, you're, you're spoon feeding them something that makes them think that people aren't real people when you do that shit. It's well, not real. It's okay. not genuine. But I she has say, to be flawed. I, I would she say, has though, to be flaws. If they did do that, I'd be cheering for it because they don't do that with us. So I, I would actually invite that. But would it and be the same the, bullshit? Yeah, but at least it'd be a bullshit uh, <clears throat> positive toward me. <laughs> so I'd be here's like, the other yeah. thing. Here's the other thing. There's no way Han Solo is more of a Mac than Billy D. But Han Solo got what he wanted. I love you. I know. We never saw a black man do that in Star Wars. Okay? That didn't happen to the brother in Star Wars. So, there you go. I gotta go. Okay. I gotta go watch this bullshit again. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'll be a couple hours behind you. I'll probably be a little bit more optimistic about it than you, though. <laughs> So that means yeah, but- no matter what's said in here, they got you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I I got a family that wants yeah, to go see it, see. and I got to go review it. That's why I started the first mm-hmm. time. See, I go see my shit Friday morning where there's not a lot of motherfuckers talking and shit. 
crunching popcorn. Now, see, I thought the man was the man would go see that, and he felt like that wasn't the best image of his family. He's like, "Oh, we ain't seen it." <laughs> mm, but, but I but I hear you. Go on in there. Yeah, don't try. <laughs> I see. You, hey, a, a, a wise man once said, "I see you trying to get at me." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Q All man. Right. Thank you for coming on. All right, later. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, and listen. I'm the same way. I say all the time. I have a desire to see this movie again, and I and I like parts of the movie. I mean, it's Star Wars. I did enjoy being in the universe, you know, to to, to see what's going on in it. Uh, oh, that's something I wanted to jump back to. Oh, um, just to go to the Palpatine's whole thing again. Um, I wish they would have delved into that whole thing where he had all those Sith people up there in the speech. When it first came on, the light sort of flashed. I was like, are those people up there? I was like, whoa. Yes. And I thought it was, was like, whoa. What's he been doing? But well, my, he, Yeah, go ahead. My interpretation, I thought they were ghosts. You know, because we've been seeing, you know, Jedi Force ghosts. I just thought that those were, like he was saying, I have all the Sith in me. I thought that those were those Sith in, that, in, that, uh, in the crowd. That's how I interpreted it. Even that, that would be cool too. Like that would beg the question. Then, if he has all of the Sith in him, and they're literally right there, I mean, he should be unstoppable. She had a few voices that spoke into her. <laughs> yeah, somehow- that was a missed opportunity, <laughs> JJ. JJ, how you? Okay, so yeah, I'm, we have to take him to task because he put his name next to screenwriter. So if you're gonna show that audience and you're gonna leave it to interpretation, my interpretation is those are those. The, the 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 ghost of Sith past. Then don't don't just tell. Let us hear these uh, former Jedi. Why did they show us? That I think it would have made for me. I could be wrong, but for me, it would have made a whole lot of impact if you saw uh, Mace Window appear and mm-hmm. uh, and Obi Wan and Qui Gon and Yoda and all of them just on and on and on behind her and then because and this is a failing in star wars and my even George lucas did this did so we can see how did she beat him she beat him because she's got all these she got her whole crew she got the ms-13 with her just getting at him but the other thing is is that why do i have to go online and read that the how uh, force users are using the force in these fights. How the reason why Mace Window beat um, Palpatine is that he was uh, channeling the dark side. So he not only did he have the light side and the dark side, that's why he was able to stop Palpatine or subdue him to that point. I just don't get, you know, if you're going to have this magical entity, let us know more about it. Let us know that in these lightsaber fights, they're tapping into the force to predict each other's moves. That's why they're so good at, at, in, in these fights. And I don't get why they're not doing that. Yeah, mm. that that was a missed. I, I actually thought this was going to happen because there had been rumblings that um, I can't remember the, the guy who plays Anakin. I can't think of his name right right now. But they Hayden had been, Christensen. Hayden, there had been rumblings about a month ago that he was going to be in the movie. You know, there was a tweet that Star Wars did on Twitter mm, or something, yeah. and they pulled it off. It was a picture of him there or something like that. And so people were like, oh, okay. And me personally, say whatever you want about the prequels. I liked, I liked Old Boy. I thought he was kind of cool. And I would have been like, you know what? That would be a hell of a callback if his ghost appeared at the end and was like, yeah, you did, and I'm proud of you. Whatever, You know what I mean? That, that would have been, been like, that would have been the shit. So I was thinking... He was going to like reappear and like not day Palpatine, you know, I'm not yeah. Darth Vader no more, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that would have been the shit. Same Mace Windu, like 
the last time we saw him, he was fighting Palpatine. He got thrown off the thing. We didn't see his body. So to me, I was like, well, then shit, if Palpatine can come back, think if, if Sam Jackson's character just strolled up on there, lightsaber in hand. Yeah, uh, I got time today. Mother- in one hand. Yeah, I got time yeah. today, motherfucker. I'm like, oh, everybody would have. Oh, shit, that would have been. It would have been just like Endgame when the characters came in and it was like, oh yeah, yeah. and they just battled. That would have been the shit they missed. That, but to, just to have their voices. Ah, uh, that would have been dope. Having yeah. Jedi and Sith ghosts going yeah, in that the would, background because you've established that they can touch things tangibly. And I guess now they yeah. could have fights. So why not give the fans what they want? Bring back Yoda. Bring back Mace. Personally, uh, and I think the voices are in that montage, but it was such a deep dive. Bring back yeah. Ahsoka. Uh, Ahsoka have, was in there. Yeah, have her physically be in the film. That would have been a headbuster for certain fans. And, and even, even the characters from Rebels, right? That would have been the shit to tie it all together. Just like a big grand <laughs> battle. Yeah, you bring back Darth Maul on the other he side. Jumped, he jumped over after yeah, that. Yeah, that would have been fantastic. But just to have their voices was such a waste. I wonder if some of that had not been filmed. And again, they cut these things for whatever reasons. But that was a missed opportunity. But again, they don't have a person who understands the desires of the fan base and what they really want to see. You're just going off the basic uh, front level type stuff and not really the real fans want to see. That's, so all that fan service he gave was, a to me, it was fan service from a person who went really that deep in Star Wars. And he's just like, ah, yeah, just throw these things in here. But the missed opportunities of not having the Luke and Leia hound together, not doing this, is, is the problem with this whole second or this third trilogy to me. And, and that's something they got to correct. Um, the, the scene with Luke and Leia, that flashback, uh, two things. One, in one of those early leaks, the movie actually started with that scene, but then they really yes, they they started that movie. The movie starts with that and then moves forward, but they took that out and put it in the middle. But I was to me at that point when it happened, I was like this. I was like, wait, wait, say that. Go, can you, I'm sorry, can I'm, you yeah, back up? Say yeah. that one more time. It starts with what now? The movie actually started with that flashback scene of Han, of, of Luke and Leia training. That yes. Was, that oh, was I see. That yeah. should have been the beginning. Yeah, it was. It originally was in the beginning, and because the leaks that came out, and those leaks were dead on <laughs> correct from about a month ago. That was in the beginning of the movie, but for whatever reason, gotcha. they switched it and just starts in some random shit. But when I saw that, and I was like, you know what, it's ridiculous. But I was like, shit. At this point, just go ahead and make that movie, because. <laughs> How many people don't want, I mean, most people probably would want to see the Luke Skywalker from Empire or, 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 or after Turn of the Jedi. We want to see that Luke. We want to see Luke doing all the shit. And why is, you might as well just do him to the 3D CGI uh, movie with that and give us the, the, the classic characters. And they look exactly how they, he actually looked like a younger, younger look, Luke in that little scene. I don't know why they did that with the pre- Pre uh, Hamill car accident, yeah. <laughs> Mark Hamill. Yeah, I don't know what was it thinking, but I was like, you might as well just go ahead and make that movie. You've been inching toward that actually with all the movies. I don't know if you noticed that. Like they put Tarkin in the movie to see if we yeah. bought that. Most people did. They had Leia at the end. That was a little iffy. 
they had Darth Vader in that, which everyone raved over. So they, they leaned into the fan service of that. So they knew that, okay, they shit, we can kind of get away with this. And then they started throwing little bits and pieces in the movies where they have the CGI characters, Darth Maul and stuff. I, I bet you they're like, you know what? Let's pull the trigger and let's just do, let's do a movie that picks up right after Return of the Jedi. And it's going to be the Luke of that time and Leia and Han. We're going to do a classic Star Wars movie. Everyone signed off on it. The, the technology is there. Fuck it. The, flat, the pushback versus the $2 billion we'll make on it is fuck those fans. So they, they, they might as well go ahead and do it. I mean, right. Yeah, it's just, like I said, what I wanted was I wanted to see the continuation. I wanted to see Jedi Master Luke. I wanted to see Jedi Master Luke getting it in. I wanted to see Luke building the uh, um, the Jedi Academy. I think that's what they call it. Yep. The council bringing that all back. And I, I get it. They're old. You don't know how much longer you have with them. But while they're here, why not give us that? And take the time. The other thing is, I don't understand why when you have Han and, and uh, Leia together having the children and you have Luke who they, you know, your Luke is signed off on that what was done in the books and what was done in the comics. Why did it, why was there only one Skywalker? Now, I guess it appears that they planned on killing the Skywalker bloodline, which that's a question I wanted to ask. Are you guys really cool with that? But I'm just saying, when you have all of this source material out there, and I get they got rid of it because they claimed it was too convoluted to, to keep track of, but why do you only pull one child? And my other thing, and this is my huge nitpick for me, why the fuck is Han and uh, Leia naming they child Ben? Why do they name him Ben? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, what was their attachment to? they don't have to common names. Because neither one of them. They don't have... <laughs> Oh, it might be a tribute to Ben Kobe. Okay, but I felt like Luke should have been doing that. Why Han and Leia? Well, yeah, because I think I think think a new hope. I think in the New Hope, specifically in Chapter Four, it's established that Leia, even if they hadn't met, they had there was some already strong kinship or connection between the two of them. Like she obviously knew who he was because he was the, she was the one that sent R2 to go find him. Right. right. Yeah. You helped yeah, my father, so, you helped my father in the clone wars and blah, blah, blah. So she, yeah, yeah she specifically know who they, she was they, talking they, she, she held him in super high regard. I think that's why. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was established. I think it's um, also a nod to the, the fans of those expanded books because it was Luke's son who was named Ben, if I'm not mistaken. The, the son he had with Myra J was, yes, was yes. Ben. So that I think it was just a sort of a nod, like we're not going to go there, but we'll give you this, you know, wink, wink type of thing. I wouldn't matter. Well, it's a nitpick. It's not really. Here's my wish list for this moving forward. I'm hoping mm-hmm. that they didn't show us, but I'm hoping that Luke did get with Amara Jade and had that child and that's out there to bring them back. How would y'all feel about that? Well, and do you they think just it would built go- this as the end of the Skywalker saga, so that would ah. be a slap in the face. <laughs> well, I, was, I think, was that book? Did they did they keep that book in the canon, or is that one of those? No, that all of that stuff is is legends now, so it's not canon. Oh, they took it out of canon. Okay. Yeah, all that's out of canon. Yeah, yeah but my question: How do y'all feel about ah. them getting rid of the Skywalker bloodline? I have any problem with it personally. Wow. Um, it's not a getting rid of Star Wars. So, on some, there's way more 
there's but technically, rock. technically, Ray is a Skywalker. Technically, I mean she's Leia's daughter, and Leia is a Skywalker. So Actually, she's technically, not, she's not her daughter. Oh, sorry. She is sorry, a you're Palpatine. Technically, Kylo. Kylo. She's a she's a Palpatine. Sorry, fail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I thought about that. I was thinking the maternal connection they had in the film just had me all brainwashed. <laughs> yeah, no, they need to move. I, I think they. One thing I would agree with Q. They need to move away from the Skywalker stuff. That it's a huge galaxy out there. There's many Jedi and Sith or whatever. There's just there's way more stories to tell, and they try to just they make it too much of a smaller galaxy by continuing to focus on just these same characters in these same worlds. It's just too all connected. They need to move move on from that. Uh, but that's can... because of the reason that you said a half an hour ago. It's because of the bag, right? It's like people will pay money when they know what to expect to a certain degree. And because they know that name and they know these characters, that's why they show up. True. But then they've, they've ended it. So if they ended it, now you can't go back on that. So at this point, take it yeah. forward. There's a whole, there's still a lot they can mine from uh, the, the old Republic uh, Darth Raven. There's just so much more that they can go on. There's a lot of other Jedi or yeah. whatever characters that they can do, and they won't have to be tied to or beholden to some of the things or the other one. Can keep the tropes, but it just have different characters. <laughs> can I? The, speaking of characters, can I ask you guys a ask you both a like a two part question? Ahead, hey, we were okay. talking about we were talking about Ray. You know, we obviously feel some kind of way about her being super like OP in all these movies and especially like the third one. I'm wondering how you guys feel divorced from that, though. Like, how do you guys feel about Daisy Ridley's performance of Ray, specifically in this film? And who do you guys think just put in like the best performance for this particular film, just in terms of like the character work is concerned? Well, for me, I think Daisy really finally made me really care about Ray. I think that the acting and more so the story got me thinking, okay, now they have a character that I can find myself invested in moving forward. For me, the best person that gave the best performance was Harrison Ford. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But I mean, of the new characters, uh, Poe. Poe has done it. Are you talking about this particular movie or the whole trilogy? This particular film, I just oh, okay. since you're talking about this film, yeah, this film. Well, I, I was there anybody that were just like, oh, they, they, this person killed it, you know? Well, I would say the person who killed it in this movie to me was uh, Kylo Ren. Uh, what's his name? The guy? Yeah, yeah. Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Adam Driver. I thought he was incredible in this, yeah. uh, playing the, you know, very aggressive Kylo Ren, and then when he changes back to Ben. I thought it was really dope. There was a there was a moment in it when he was Ben and he is confronted by the Knights of Ren. I don't know if you caught him. He kind of did that hand solo kind of shrug real quick when he had the lightsaber in his hand. I thought that was excellent. I was like, that was such Wait, a, at what point? What point was this? It was when he was going to save or fight with Ray and the Knights of Ren confronted him. You know, the standoff. And he pulls his mm-hmm. lightsaber out and he does like the hand solo kind of shrug, like, eh. He's like, yeah, uh, it was almost jokey, but I was like, his character would never do that. But he was not Kylo Ren anymore. He was, he was his father's, father's son. And I was like, that was actually pretty dope. Uh, I th- so I thought he, he, he nailed it. And I thought that uh, Daisy Ridley was excellent. I, yeah. I thought all the actors were good. And I, th- 
nothing in it was bad to me. All what they were given, they did a great job. I don't know if this is a hot take. So the reason why I asked the question, I, I came out of that film thinking on opening night, I was sort of like, I, I feel like that performance that she put in was like the best of all of the main characters in any of the films. Like I felt that strongly about it. Like, even though she was like, she had no weaknesses and no flaws, but if I had to suspend belief and just believe that this individual had these powers and was struggling like with these particular conflicts like Adam driver, I guess, but I really felt that like, you know, she, she just nailed it. I, I thought she did a phenomenal job. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, so it wasn't just me that noticed that when she, uh, they healed Kylo Ren that the scars on his face went away too. I didn't even catch that. I didn't, I didn't, even, I didn't, didn't catch, catch that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that 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 type of stuff though was like, I was probably so like, really, <laughs> you know, how was a, a such an inexperienced character at that such a level? I guess the excuse they will give is that she had those books, you know. But I'm they like, should have studying. They yeah, had but, a, they I, had but I was like, okay, she was well, studying, yeah. then Luke had those books too. Goddamn, like he wasn't. <laughs> Well, but I mean, they. You know, I did like put in the chat. There's a video of uh, Palpatine doing that, uh, kneeling on Anakin when he got him at Mustafar, and of Obi Wan yes. kneeling on Luke, and you know they're trying to they're in, in, intimating that they, they were healing them. So that is. I mean, power. you can intimate that, but that ain't. Wow. That, we don't know that's what they was doing though. <laughs> we don't okay. think that. I mean, again, because. That only comes into your mind because it just showed that to you in this movie. But that doesn't mean that that's what actually they were doing back then. It just, it's an excuse to say, oh, well, see, actually, that's what they, I think they were doing that then. Okay, you, you think that now because they've shown you some other character doing it. But I mean, but the, again, that's the Lucas way because he was doing that in the old movies. There's yeah, shit yeah. that don't make no sense, but, you know, it makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think now that we're talking about this specifically about healing, if that was in any of the animated series. I don't remember, but you might be right. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, her character. It, it, it's somewhat bothered if I think about it. Her character was, see, the thing was, remember when she was training early in the movie and she had a little ball? Mm-hmm. How is a character Links. that struggles fighting a little ball, but then... And she actually can't she can't deal with that, but she can take down Palpatine, <laughs> or but she can stop a ship from going in the sky. But you can't even fight a little ball. It's, I it's, think it's, she. I think her struggle with the ball, with though, was that I think Palpatine was, or it was either Palpatine or Kylo. Somebody was actually disrupting her there at that point. She got disrupted. That's what okay, happened. That's why. I, right, but she's being disrupted in all those instances that I use when they're in her face. <laughs> And she beats them. So how is if you disrupt it while they're just yelling your name to the cosmos, you're in the forest. But then the height of life and death situations, you ain't destruct. I was, eh, I was like, ah, OK, what, what is her power? Like, what, What's the well, weakness? it's one of it's kind of like uh, I'm going to try to defend this. I'm not going <laughs> to I don't know. I'm just going to try. But I, I feel like it, with the training specifically, 
like she's being disrupted by something that she there's no prior awareness of what that thing is like she doesn't know what it is it's sort of like being like pimp slapped versus somebody like trying to slap you from the front you know what i mean you have a you have you have a chance to like prepare yourself for either an inevitability or a chance to defend yourself or do something to react to that situation versus someone on the street just walking up behind you and slapping you. You know what I mean? I but feel she, like that's but kind of... But she had dealt with Kylo reaching into her thoughts before, and she reached into his from far away. So she knew what that was. Yes. I don't think they established that that was Palpatine messing there. No, no, no. I'm saying I don't remember. I was, I was thinking that maybe that was Palpatine doing disruption, but I could be wrong. I'm going to watch it again tonight, so I'll hit yeah. you back when I... <laughs> but you know, I, I guess it's it's just uh, you know it was a movie where everything was made of convenience, uh, and you know it's still a fun movie. I, I I definitely have another thing. When I saw the movie, it was dead quiet. Nobody cheered. Nobody laughed. And nothing. So I would like to see it within a more lively audience. I don't know what you guys' experience with. Save mine. Very weak room. I I feel like everybody in my room had read the Rotten Tomato scores though. Interesting. We we were all just kind of oh here we go kind of like as opposed to like yeah let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, to that to that effect, where do you guys early returns? But where do you guys rank this in terms of the other films? Like mm. where on the totem pole do you put it? Wow. I would put. Well, the original three are the original three. I would say New Hope, Empire, <laughs> uh, Jedi, and then Force Awakens for me after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Return of Sith. I would put this underneath it, Return of the Sith, and then everything else would center underneath it. So yeah, right now. in the middle then for you, pretty much. Yeah, for now. Fifth or sixth. Okay. And... Uh, probably you're at 56. I got the, the original trilogies, Rogue One. I like Solo, whatever. Woo. And I'd probably put nice. it here. I'd probably put it six, yeah. All right. But actually, I, I might flip that. But, uh, put um, this above Solo. I think I would have this. I'm going to count this. So I have New Hope, Empire, in no particular order. Rogue One, definitely Last Jedi, and then maybe I would put this on par with Return of the Sith. I think both films sort of succeed and fail in the same places. Um, and then the only question for me then would be where if I would put the Force Awakens front or behind those two, and I think that I would put it in front. So I would probably put the seventh or eighth. Mm. Not to say that. Not to say that that's a bad thing, but I just think that those other films, where they succeed, are all far superior to the things that this film does well. Okay. Um, to wrap it up for me, this movie, uh, and I have to say, this movie is a, sort of a tapping out point for me in, ter- in terms of movies. I will still go see them, but I'm not. my level of excitement dropped dramatically after this. Uh, unless they show me whatever they got coming up next is going to be something great. Um, I'm going to just be happy with the books. Uh, there's some excellent storytelling in the books. Uh, I'm currently reading uh, Darth Raven again, and I'm going to read the Darth Bane 
trilogy after this again. Uh, so for me, the movies, I'm, I'm cool. They can take a break from it. I like The Mandalorian, uh, but in terms of this stuff here, just they don't. To me, they don't seem like they care enough about it, and I don't want to uh, taint my opinion of the works. So the books, for the most part, still have the essence that I love. Uh, and so I'm, yeah, this is a tapping out moment for me for a while. I'm cool on these movies. Uh, just, uh, I hate to say that, but I just, I can't fuck with it. I'll, I'll keep watching the classic ones. Uh, and I'll, and I'll, and I, and I think is I won't even buy this movie because of it's going to be on Disney plus. So it's not even for me to buy it, but I'll definitely rewatch this movie many times or, you know, parts of it for sure. Yeah, that's, that's my last words on it. I think uh, I I still think that Star Wars Rebels, like what they do at the animated universe of Star Wars, is just superior to all the films. I think that Rebels is probably the best piece of IP that they have. I think actually that if anybody has like Disney Plus out there, like the idea of like star wars lego seems silly but like the way they retell those stories in lego in legos is just it's so hilarious and so funny um i would urge anybody to check that out um i'm with you on kind of tapping out the excitement i think my my excitement was already tapped out before i, I went to theater for this one but i guess my final question to both of you guys is like that it hasn't been said officially one way or another that Ryan Johnson doesn't get to do the new Star Wars film. And I'm wondering if they let him keep it, if that changes your level of excitement in the direction. Uh, it doesn't change my level either way. I mean, I have to see <laughs> or the trailer and, and, and understand where they're going. I, I would imagine he ain't doing that trilogy. I think the last thing I heard him say about it is he didn't even know anymore one way or the other. Uh, but after this movie, I almost imagine they definitely ain't going to do his shit. They, they, they took no, the middle they, finger up on him. And, and that press tour, all of them actors, you know, they were saying greasy shit, on low-key greasy shit. So, yeah, he's done. Uh, I hope uh, Kevin Feige comes in. I hope it doesn't... Uh, yeah take too much away from NCU because that's a that's a three times a year bag that Disney can afford to let happen. I don't want him having anything to do with his movies, personally. He's dope, but there's no way you can do both to the level right. they need to be. Yeah. They, they need to get somebody who knows Star Wars. They do have people that they could get. There's John Favreau, the guy who does Rebels, yeah. Clone Wars. They can Hawaii. get real people. Yeah, yeah I want... The I want only... Him. I'm just hoping Feige has one film, and I th and more than what I really want from him is I want him to put a process, an order, a plan in place, and hopefully, and since he has what twenty films with over what is it thirty billion dollars, I think I could be wrong on that number. I don't know, close to fifteen, whatever. Um, they're gonna listen to him, and like, and like I said, when Feige got brought on, I'm like, why not? The Marvel, the Lucasfilm movies make billions and billions of dollars, but that ain't the making the money is not the point. It's not the issue. They'll put out shit and make movies and make money. They're making money I, no, now. No, what I'm saying is that my 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 wish would be not he's handling the day to day, but he puts the process, puts the Marvel way in the, on gotcha. in Star Wars 
and not not so much she's doing the day to day, but it's like, look, this is how this should be done. Here's our her, here's our writing crew. Here's our plan. Here's how we get in our direct you know the process so that they can move forward with that. And and I, the only reason I said that the money part is that they'll listen to it because you know it's like, hey, here's my track record. This is how it should be done. Here's here's the blueprint. Now I'm going back over to MCU. I think that maybe Filoni and and Favreau doing Mandalorian might be their test run for that process. The fact that they have different directors coming in directing those right, installments. Right, right, And and to that end, yeah. I want to say I want to say I think Deborah Chow has done so far the best episodes of that the first season. I wouldn't be surprised if they announced that she was going to do a bigger project with Star Wars because she seems to like understand the temperature and the the emotional range of what's supposed to happen in that universe better than most. Yeah. Again, I say get somebody who knows the work of the, you know, who knows Star Wars lore, who who has a knows what the fans want. Uh, and get them in charge. I think they handle. I think they understand the process of it uh, well. It's just they don't. They have people that don't know what the fans want. They want to do what they want to do. They know how to make movies by committee. All, all, Marvel does it, and so does Disney. But the thing is, the creative person, both the fan base and, and knows what makes Star Wars Star Wars is what they're missing. And maybe yeah. it is that John Favreau that he seems to have been putting solid work in. But yeah, they need they need to do something. Yeah, they're gonna fuck up. They're gonna fuck the legacy <clears throat> up with this shit. Because I mean, there's a gonna... lot. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna ask. Do you have any plans to see it a second time in the theater? No. No. Okay. I didn't even go see Endgame again, and I I love that film. That's film of the year for me. I waited till it came on uh, Netflix and Disney Plus. It was Disney Plus. Wait, wait, wait a minute. You I mean you didn't see Endgame when it first came out? No, no I'm saying I didn't see, see it twice. Oh, okay. I yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was a lie. So I was like, you was, on the re- you was on the review show? Stop it. <laughs> All yeah, right. Because well. they, they have so many characters that they, they can. I mean, like, like you were saying, Mike, the Old Republic, I stand that to me it was hubris to get rid of the expanding universe, but Look, go to the source materials. You have a lot that you can do. All right. Well, there you go. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. If you've seen the movie, definitely let us know what you think about it. Um, and again, I don't, I don't hate the movie. I, I'm going to watch it many times. I, I might even go see it tonight. I'm, I'm making it tonight. I want to see it again. In my opinion, it could change when I see it again, too. Right? Like, I might be like, you know what? The shit was fun. Brainless, fuck it. You know, <laughs> I can give it a pass. You know, like I said, right, huh? I enjoy, I love Batman v Superman. And I watch Justice League. We've watched that movie many times in my house. Well, not the whole movie, but there are parts in it. We watch over and over. Just, you know, it's fun. But anyway, um, I want to talk about one more movie real quick. Um, uh, the movie Soul Station. It is a... Well, it's still as a prequel to the movie Train to Busan. But Soul Station is an animated movie 
that apparently takes place before the events of Train to Busan. If you haven't seen Train to Busan, please go on to Netflix and take a look at this movie. This is a zombie movie that takes place on a train. I believe it was like the number one movie in South Korea or, or Korea. Like their biggest movie of all time, Box Office Watch, came out a few years ago. X to me, excellent zombie movie. Thrilling, fun, action-packed, this craziness. Uh, was a surprise movie to me watching. I've seen it many times. So this animated version, uh, it's on actually on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it there. Uh, I'll just say at the top, I loved Soul Station. Uh, okay. I, I, I was a little uh, apprehensive. Like, why would they do an animated version of this? I don't want to see that. Um, the animation is done great. Uh, the, the story... Initially, the movies things start to happen. It's early on in a zombie outbreak, and this movie is really trying to make some uh, so- social points, I guess. And it's really talking about homelessness. So then it takes place in Korea or whatever, and you see the homeless people are all around. You see how people are reacting to you know all these homeless people are around here. Oh, this bum and this and that. And it's essentially one of these guys gets bitten, so progressively kind of getting sick, and his buddy kind of like. Uh, you know, wanted to get some help for him. And he's like how we sometimes see homeless people where they just seem like they might be saying gibberish or, or is he a drunk or look at you smell. And he's trying to like, yo, my friend, my buddy, you know, he's help. I need help. Somebody. And people don't want to really give him the time of day and stuff. And I thought it was a very uh, poignant and maybe like a biting sort of look at that type of how we see the homeless people. Um, and I was like, this is an animated thing. I'm like, this is actually pretty good. And the other part of it is you see this girl uh, and her boyfriend is in this uh, internet cafe. And like, you can see like the, the landlord of the place that they live, you know, they haven't been paying their rent and it looks like she's not working. And the boyfriend is at the internet cafe. He's just all on there. And he's actually putting ads on like a back page site to sell her, like be like, yo, you want to have sex with this girl? And she's like, I'm not doing that again. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, and he's like, Damn. come on, baby. You don't love, you know, he's, he's throwing that psychological kind of yep. game on her. And I was like, this Goldie would be impressed. Yeah, I was like, this is some crazy shit. I'm like, this is wild. Like, what kind of movie is this? I was like, this is crazy. And then the zombie thing start, sort of happens among this. Um, I, I, I hesitate to want to spoil this. But there's so much to, to talk about with this movie. <laughs> um, as things, as the, the zombies start to bite more people and shit's getting crazy and people are like, what are people chasing you down? Like, they're crazy. Like, no, these, these motherfuckers are killing people. And it's a chase movie. And they end up, they wind up at the police station. The, so you have the homeless guy that we saw earlier. You have that girl. They through circumstance are together and they're running. They get to the police station and they end up running into the jail cell and locking the door and the zombies and ran inside the, the jail. And they pretty much in jail is the only thing keeping them back. And the, the zombies in this world are the zombies that be at your ass like super running and leaping over shit like they are. You going to be running. Somebody got to their mic or something. Um, but these zombies are sprinters and berserkers. Wow. So you're not going to be, you know, the walking dead, they would have all gotten killed. 
because somebody would have got left 93% behind. 93% on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes Day. <laughs> yeah, it's an excellent uh, thing. So these are, it, it's fast paced. And so in this world, again, it's the same type of action. So like what happens when you can't like take a break? Like they're on your ass. And the other thing that's happening is the city is slowly starting to react to this. And so you're slowly seeing the police starting to come in and, uh, you know, what's going on? And so the pimp guy, the boyfriend, uh, he ends up getting uh, confronted by the girl's father. And like he hadn't seen her and he's been looking for her and he sees that ad. I don't know. You ask, why would he be looking at their website? But he sees the ad and and calls, you know, and types in that he wants to meet her. He meets the pimp guy. And he's like, that's my daughter. Where is he, motherfucker? And he's like beating his ass. And okay, I'll take you to her. She's not answering her phone. And I'm like, whoa, this dad ain't no joke. And then when the girl does answer her cell phone, she's like, it's crazy that people are killing people. And the boyfriend and the dad at a different part of the city start to get an inkling that, yeah, there's something going on in the city. We got to go get my daughter. That's do you you want do you want to see this movie Simbarash? I'm probably gonna watch it before the okay. end of the weekend. Okay, I'm, I'm not gonna. So I'm not. Unfortunately, I can't go any further. I don't want to spoil <laughs> it. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it for you. And, and, and there's a lot I want to say that could say some funny shit about this movie. But go watch it then. And even for my listeners, go watch this movie. We'll do another show where I'm gonna talk about this. But go watch it. You don't even have to watch Train to Busan first. Watch this yep. actually. Um, but I would suggest, I would say, go ahead and watch Train to Busan. Train to Busan is an excellent movie. So please go watch that. And then just know that you got a, even a, a very cool anime take on this that you should watch. That is, it goes bonkers to me. That is so hilarious what happens toward the end of this one. Uh, it goes off the rails a little bit, but I thought it was so hilarious. And just like, who thought of this? Like... I, let me go to Korea. That's what had me weak as hell. Salute whoever made it. Go ahead, Ant. That's what had me weak as hell. Like just nonchalantly putting this girlfriend up there. Like, yeah, we need to get this rent, so you gonna need to get this rent. <laughs> I, was, I was like, damn. And then the, I, I was first. I was thinking like, how this nerd ass mofo gonna try to sell his girls? Uh, ass for rent money, and then she says, "I'm not doing it again." I'm like, "Wait, she didn't did it?" Yeah, that's that was your first <sighs> inkling. Like, there's some fuck shit going. On. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, went yeah, over my is. head when she said that. But then, as the movie progresses, I was like, "Oh wow, this is real you know, game in this movie." And then what happens afterwards? What he does to her? I'm just looking at it like, "God damn!" Like, wait a minute, how is this? This dude doing this to her, I was like, "Wow, okay." Letting you know, they are letting you know. <laughs> Zombie apocalypse or not, bitch, better have my money. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> this movie doubled down on that. <laughs> this is a training film for people, for certain people that I, I listen. Hilarious. That's all I want. Soul Station, yeah. go watch it. Would have me looking to see what other Korean, Indonesian, <laughs> Hong Kong films out there. I'm like, there's got to be some other good stuff, this, right? Yeah, I mean, and that's and I it, like if you just take Train to Busan by itself, you it was such a. I was shocked when I watched it because I was like, eh, 
they're not gonna they gonna have this is gonna be you know and then subtitles like yeah this ain't gonna be no real kind of yo that movie them yo man you be edge of your seat you're like yo run god damn it get his ass ah! you know that it's it's one of those and 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 whole station was like when the shit start popping off I was like whoa hey go your own way motherfucker uh, that's your ass that's <laughs> And this, you know, you want to be a example if you want to, but yeah, this I, I can't even, I don't even want to talk about it. Get me all going. But yeah, check out Soul Station. Definitely recommend that movie. Um, yeah, so that's all I want to say about that. Um, anything else before we get out of here? Anything else you guys want to bring up? Yes. No. Did you, what? Okay. Did you watched it? I did. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Wait, what, I, which okay. one? Watchmen. Watch what? Oh, Watchmen. Yes. yes. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like the old man. Said, watch that? What, what you want watch now? I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Like I, like I said, to me, great series, best series of the year. I thought they brought it home. Uh, uh, Lindelof, he stuck, he stuck the landing. He tied in all of the characters. And to me, he gave me a very, well, he almost gave me a very satisfying conclusion. Spoilers. We're doing spoilers, right? I, I guess. Right? Yeah. My only issue is, is I'm like, why did Dr. Manhattan have to die? That's my only issue with the, with the ending. But I think <clears throat> uh, finding out um, how Manhattan got there, uh, giving us the revelation that uh, Lady True was uh, Adrian Veidt's, a.k.a. Ozymandias' daughter, bringing all yeah. of that together. Um, the, <laughs> I actually had a funny tweet. Um, remember in the, when they were in the, uh, wherever that uh, compound was, and he said, like, either you're going to stay here and let me do this, or my one of my men's going to put you down like the black bitch you are. I, I put on right. Twitter, like, Hey, I remember the last time a white dude called her a black bitch. That shit didn't end well for him <laughs> from uh, uh, higher learning. And so yeah, enough, oh it God. didn't. Yeah, just just overall, like I, I tip my hat to them. Um, I'm hoping this isn't the uh, the only season. I would love to see more. I think they could go more in it. They left it on. Uh, they did the Inception shit where they cut it off before we saw uh, what uh, Regina King's character was going to do. But like, damn! I, I tip my hat. That was a great series. Yeah, I really love. I really love just from a macro sense how that series seemed to had sparked an interest amongst you know white people to check out parts of American <laughs> history that has like been like purposely hidden. You know what I mean? Like I saw many people sharing like the Tulsa story on Facebook and whatnot and just talking about like just pockets of American history that was just never taught in schools. And I think that having a show being able to bring that kind of awareness to so many people where so many other methods in the past have failed is one of the great achievements of that show. I mean, I guess I need to go find some interviews, but I would love to know why did they include so much, um, I guess, wokeness, so to speak, uh, building it around uh, the Tulsa um, massacre and even putting in a number of elements to, you know, the struggles that black people have had to endure in this country and, and for just in the last hundred years at that. 
Yeah, it's no. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that I I actually know one of the writers who did the uh, most uh, controversial of the episodes. <laughs> um, <laughs> her name's Claire. She she at uh, episode number six uh, where they went behind like Granddad's like memories and uh, I don't know. I, those are good questions to ask. I'll I'll ask and get back to you guys about that. Yeah, we we a lot of people would like, well, a lot of people got a lot of questions for Claire on that one. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I mean, I, I agree with everything was said. Excellent, um, somewhat challenging at times, uh, but that's the type of TV, or that's just the type of writing or telling that I love. I wish all TV was like that. Whatever the topic is, they went in. There was layers yeah. to it. You know what I'm saying? They didn't just hold your hand. You had to pay attention. It was great. You know, clever callbacks and different things. That, that was excellent. That's high quality uh, type of stuff. You know, I'm happy that it sparks an interest in certain things. I'm also sad that it that it has to take things like that that would do it. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Yeah, that, but that's just the world we're in. You know. But but yeah, it's a bravo to them. And I'm it didn't over it didn't overstay its welcome either. It told the story. It was done. Great, you know. So to me, whether they have a part two or not, this I could be happy either way. You know, it was, it was dope. The the only thing I, my uh, prediction was is I thought Lady True was going to be the comedian's daughter. Um, if I remember in the comic book, the comedian killed uh, this woman that was pre- that said she was pregnant with him. But I mean, it probably would have been really hard to pull that off based on the fact that he shot her and the baby was still in the woman. But that, to me, I thought would have been a good way to uh, to connect back to those characters from the book. Yeah, connect you know, back to all of them. And also, just to add, whoever the person who wrote this, if I was DC, I would say, you know what? Write me a Superman script or or a Superman yeah. story. That would be the person that could handle the magnitude of an overpowered type of person like that. And and make it be some shit like because if you can handle Doctor Manhattan and do that, they would. I I would love to see what they would come up with a Superman. That would be fascinating. Uh, you I know what's actually about... really? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say one of the like ironically cool things about the way that show ended with what you were just saying, like was the fact that you had this character, Doctor Manhattan, who had the ability to basically save the world if he wanted to, kind of chose not to. And then it kind of took the elderly black man to say at the end, like, oh man, you know, he could have done more with that power. It's a shame. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that is just kind of a, a level of awareness that number one, playing with his powers all season, and then having someone be wise enough to just be like, yeah, this could have been a different way in a better way. Like I thought it was really nice. Yeah, no, it was, it was, that was how you read a character like that. Like, cause, cause he could literally do anything, but they made him, he was, he, he still had human, you know, it was more about his, how he felt about things and how he saw things. That was fascinating. Not just because he could literally be, you know, tap snap. He could be Thanos if he wanted to, but you know, what would be the cool thing about that? You know, it went deeper than that. Yeah. So yeah, it was very good. Any thoughts to the fact that they made God a black man? They made God a black man. 
Because like, people have said Dr. Manhattan is arms oh. of a god. He's God. And the fact that in this series, they had him depicted as a black man. I thought it was fascinating. They had him. Oh. Well, I was going to say, it was, it's fascinating to me because it dealt with real world. They took a real world type of thing and you can't ignore that things happen in this world. And so it would affect these characters. Normally we don't see, that would be the thing like Superman to me. It's like Superman, it, he exists in a world where all of this shit is happening. It would have some sort of effect on him or people would question like, well, how come you don't go over there and save that situation? Uh, so to me, something that was horrific in America and said, it's going to actually have an effect on these heroes because they're, in a real, they're supposed to be in a real world. What happened? What would happen if they got reparations and the course of history went this way? These heroes are just not going to just be the same heroes, and they wouldn't be affected. You know, Batman would be affected if there was crack or something in the neighborhoods. Like, what would that change his directory if he was like, you know, fuck that? I have to fight this. Uh, it may make me do things a little different, and and people might look at me sideways or something. So, mm -hmm. to me, this story dealt with the realities of the world, and what like. Yeah, you know what? Civil rights and all that would probably superheroes might be a little different if that, if we looked at that aspect of society. So I thought it was fascinating. So would he choose to be? So if he was dealing with the black woman, he he asked her like, well, "What would make you more comfortable?" And she, well, if he was a black man, it would have been fascinating if she would have said, well, "I want you to be white." <laughs> and if they dealt with asking why she said that, so to me it was fascinating. Go ahead. I was just even to add on the question that like I haven't heard it asked yet. Like, how did people feel about the fact that God in quotes fell in love with a black woman at first sight? No questions asked because right. she had a ton of questions, and he was just like, "Don't worry about it. It is what it is." Basically, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure storefront is losing their mind about that. I mean, that was the best part that nobody talked about. Was like, no, actually, he chose her first. Like, that's how that worked. Now it would have been interesting too. If in the source material he was black and had all the things that a black person would be dealing with, and decided that he would fall in love with a white woman, no questions. It wouldn't. It, it, it race mattered in what he did or didn't do, and then mm -hmm. it also mattered when he dealt with somebody who was not white, living in a world where black people had reparations and things had changed. You know, coming off of all these atrocities so either way it was it would have been interesting the people who have a problem with that are, again you know I, I say this the world changing these stories that have always been told in your likeness and sort of ignored by everybody else that shit is coming to an end you're gonna have to get over that <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, there are richer stories to tell because there are a lot of people that live in this country that are different and now you're about to see things from other perspectives uh, so if you have a problem with that, uh, that's on you. But, you know, the rest of the world has been diverse forever. It's always been other people. It's just now that the population changes or whatever is coming strong and it has seeped into media, into culture to the point where it would just be unrealistic if it was just another white guy or, just, you know, there's too many other people out here that they have to, you have to acknowledge that pay to go see this shit. So. It, it, it is what it is. It's, it don't, it's not going to never go backwards, in my opinion. It's going to keep it even more integrated with different types of stories. I think we're just at the, the, the moment of it where we're really starting to see it and pop 
super pop culture and certain people just, they can't handle it. They're so used to the other way. Yeah. Agreed. So, all right, well, let's wrap things up here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, before we get out of here, I have to tell you, please check out our Patreon page. Uh, we have a Patreon page. It's more so our Prince-related material, but uh, definitely you can go over there. You can own, you could do just as, a little as a dollar. So it ain't like it's some super big money commitment, but you you can break bread. You can break bread for a dollar. Stop it. We, we out here doing these podcasts and all this. You can do it. I'm talking to you. That's right, you. So stop that. Stop that. Oh, I ain't paying for podcast. Stop it. You you pay you pay way more for some old. Let me get another triple latte or whatever your little porn hub subscription or whatever it is. You can you can give us a dollar. That's the least you can do was a dollar. I was talking to one of my was a uh, talking to somebody on Twitter the other yesterday or something. I posted up something. And, it was the uh, the interview we have with Michael Bland right now on some Patreon. He's oh man, I feel kind of left out. I I can't listen to it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, stop that. You can click on that link. It's a dollar. <laughs> That's the least you could do. So you don't have to feel left out. Get on board, break with your boy. And they went and signed. So we had a number of people sign up this last week because I may I don't know if people maybe are thinking that it was. You had to pay a whole bunch of money or something. It's not. You could just do a buck. So it helps us out dramatically. We could get everybody who listens to do a dollar. We could do this full time. The Michael Bland interview you just put up a couple of days ago, 10,000 views already. If we got at least half that, 5,000 people of the 10,000 we got subscribed on YouTube just did a buck a month. Huh? So let's, we don't, so we don't need. Uh, some corporation come in and save us or we don't need a, when are you going to get signed Mike we don't need all that we need you the listener to go onto the Patreon page sign up put your little dollar in and we'll be straight so we don't you know that's that's the movement so when we always be talking about we don't get on code or uh, huh, we can't never have nothing well it starts with us and it literally starts with the book so if we can get our power, thousand people that are hardcore listeners, thousand. If y'all just did a buck, I'd be doing podcasts and shit every day. <laughs> so we can make that. We can make that happen. That's not a hard thing to do. And salute to all the people who have been on the Patreon, who've been doing it for the last three or four years, who've been putting in tremendously. We definitely uh, thank you and appreciate that. Um, so anyway, that was my little. Uh, PSA shaming preacher moment. There you go. <laughs> All right. Simbarash, sir, we thank you for yes, coming sir. on. Where can people get at you online if they want to talk with you? Oh, man. My name is so hard to spell. It's, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably on your threads. I'm usually in there lurking. All right. It's probably the easiest thing <laughs> Facebook on your threads. Hilarious. Lurking ass Negro, huh? Yeah, I'm in there. I can't roll up my sleeves. <laughs> All right. And Pooh, where can I find you? Find me on Twitter, Instagram, and also I'll be on uh, Mike's co comments as well. How come y'all don't love me like y'all love me? Anyway, that's how you find me. All right. And also, there should be a link 
on the bottom of this, go on to our Discord chat. Uh, that is their chat we have. Uh, Discord is an app, or you can use it as a website, but uh, it's free. Go on there. You can chop it up and talk to myself, Ant, Q-Storm, Big Sexy. All of us are on there. Listeners are on there. 24 hours a day, every day. There's different chat rooms in there, different topics. It gets crazy in there. It's hilarious. But that's one way you can stay on touch with us anytime. Um, so definitely go to our Discord chat. And sign up. We've had a few new people sign up this week. Uh, and, man, it's hilarious. People be cracking me up, man. So definitely come onto our Discord chat. And uh, with that, listen, I don't think I have another show until after the holiday. Have a happy holidays. Have a Merry Christmas. Also have a happy, happy, new, happy new year. We're going into 2020, uh, getting it popping. But I hope you've enjoyed this year. And we'll see you on the other side. Work it like a job. We out of here. Peace.